Welcome to the Modern Rustic. I'm Russell. I'm Zach. I'm Mike. We are a community-based podcast from the heart of the Fraser Valley, where we have classic conversations about our current culture and the impact we have on it. Some things I just don't get, Mike, and technology is one of them. But that's what we can discuss on this episode of Modern hey, Rustic. Hey, uh, that slide that broke at your work, like, what is it? What's the slide? So basically, everything about the slide. Okay, so we had flooding in the bottom of our chicken barn. So we had to evacuate all the baby chicks that we had just placed, which was terrible timing. But I was so happy because it's way easier to move. Here? Uh, no, at the other farm. Okay. At, uh, so we had to, they're really small, so they're easy to pick up. So you pick up a bunch, put them in a tub. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't use for the, a... for the podcast listeners, I was giving a shovel motion. <laughs> Thankfully, no. That would probably do some damage. So you put them into a tub, and then you just haul them up the stairs one by one. So we moved, like, you know, 14,000 chicks. Wow. Right? Wow. It took a long time. So now they're all on the top floor. But now that the flooding is done, and we've cleaned out the barn, and we've reblown sawdust, and it's ready to go again, and it's warm, then we have to get find a... Uh, efficient way of getting them to the bottom floor again a chicken shoot essentially yes is no, what we built like yeah i yeah. was really hoping that this, that was where this is going yeah and so i know I'm we experimented happy. with a couple things but first we had like a big pipe like an irrigation pipe yeah um and we like tried to like straight like organize it so that they would go down the pipe and essentially would be like a little like yeah, it, slide down. Yeah. But the pipe, we couldn't get it to be uh, sh- shallow enough on, on, an angle. on a safe angle. Yeah. 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 Cause it was basically like straight down. We're like, that's not, <laughs> that's not good. Yeah. So we built this big plywood slide essentially. And then we put a bunch of sandbags around it and we have it like at the like lowest angle possible. So it's like not steep at all. So then you put a light bulb that hangs right above it on the top floor, and then you turn all the lights off because chickens are... If you turn the lights off, then they just calm down, but if you have one light, then they're attracted to it like moths to a flame. So basically you turn the lights off, and then they slowly work towards the hole in the middle of the room, and then they fall down like a tiny bit, and then they slide down this little (laughs) slide, and then they hit the soft landing, the soft like sawdust and sandbags at the bottom, and then they just go about their day. Whoa. Yeah. That's awesome. So you have them all moved down now? No, we're working okay. on it. So we... Because my question is, is the slide more efficient or is it just more fun? It's more efficient in the fact that it's... So it we, saves you the time. It saves us time and energy. Right, not having to go like up and down. Because we had like 10 people doing it at, yeah. at one point. right? When we moved them from the bottom to the top, we it was like 10 people. We were shoveling for hours, not specifically shoveling, but like grabbing chicks and putting them in the in the tubs and hauling them upstairs and it's you know it's 80 degrees in there it's super hot yeah so you just like you sweat through everything and it's gross so we we're trying to find a less uh intrusive uh more you know less work kind of way that we could make it work okay i have a question about the construction of this what was the plywood you said yeah the essential plywood, plywood slide yeah. Are there railings? No, there's no <laughs> railings, but it's it's positioned in a way so there's like it between the two floors there's a, there's like a right. gap, right? There's yeah. the the ceiling and the and the floor, right? So that's probably a, a you know, a good foot at least. 
So then you, if you position the slide, the bottom of the slide, the top of the slide at the bottom of the floor and the, or the top of the ceiling, okay. then it's at an angle so they drop like a couple of inches. Right. And then the edges, they don't drop onto they the won't, edges. They won't, they won't be able to walk towards the edge. Right. Because they'll fall in the, in the middle. And we put a little bit of plywood on the top to cover like the edge of the holes. So they just jump onto the middle of the slide. Okay. So then they just slide right down the that, middle of the slide. That perfectly explains yeah. why. Yeah. It was that, pretty smart. You like, know what? Yeah. Chicken, chicks have it pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not only do they get to to uh, just eat and sleep and drink as much as they want and have carefree lives. They also get a slide now. They get yeah. slides. Yeah. Yeah, we're working... I, I really want to get, like, enriched... Like, a lot of chickens have, like, eh, like toys and stuff like that. I want to get some of those, too. But it would just go all over the place. Yeah, like a giant, like, hamster wheel? Yeah, maybe. I don't... Th- no, I don't think that would work. A chicken wheel might work. Chicken wheel. They're not very good at running. Well, what if you put like a, a light in the middle of it so they're, like they're chasing the light? <laughs> I, I thought chickens were fast. Uh, yeah, I mean they're fast if you want to catch them. They're fast, yeah, right. Because it's tough to catch them. But they won't run fast on their own. Uh, like for fun? Uh, if no, not really. Hmm. Like they, unless they are spooked or scared or excited or whatever it is, yeah. then they won't really move. Um, they just kind of like walk around and cheep and just do their own thing. Hmm. Yeah. Crazy. Chicken slide. Chicken slide. The stuff that you have to come up with in the middle of a, a flood disaster. Yeah. And we had, that was like the hardest problem we had to solve, so it wasn't even a big deal. Yeah, you guys didn't really get hit too hard where you guys are. Not really, no. Yeah. Um, I was just, I just got off of a meeting with uh, Canadian Young Farmers Forum, which is like people across the country, right? Everyone from every province. Even like Yukon and... Newfoundland, which is crazy. Actually, I think Newfoundland and New Brunswick are combined because there's just no there's no people. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they're like that's crazy, and I'm like, yeah, it happens. Like, they we haven't seen anything like this in quite a while. Oh, well, thirty years. Thirty years, about yeah. yeah. Yeah, I saw a headline of uh, I think it was the agriculture minister or something was saying that uh, like the vast majority of chickens and cows were were rescued because of yeah. farmers taking in other farmers' yeah. stock. Yeah, cows definitely were saved for the most part. Like, we lost 400, 420 cows, maybe. But out of how many? 20, yeah, thousands. 20,000 yeah. 20, 20, is what they yeah. estimated. So, yeah, that's... I mean, it sucks. Like, that's really awful. And, like, even 420 cows, I can only imagine how much lost, like, revenue that Yeah, th- that's the problem, right? Those 420 cows are from, like, one or two farms yeah. that had to lost most of their herd yeah right that's the thing and we also don't take into effect the long-term effects right you've got cows that were in the water so they're gonna have pneumonia issues yeah i, and, I didn't, I didn't and, that you know they, they were in that cold water for a long time they don't know what they they probably drank some of it who knows they'll probably be fine because cows are very resilient but it's just hard to say yeah and the the vets have been running around like crazy and there was some, you know, even the vet company we use, the vet clinic we use, um, there were some of them stuck in Chilliwack and some of them stuck in Abbotsford. So everything is messed up and they're just trying to help everybody as much as they can and then keep schedules going. I got to give props to everybody like that, right? Like they, they just kind of took over and yeah, it was great. Yeah. It's been a 
crazy couple weeks watching all this happen. Like, yeah, what are we on? Like day 20 now or something like that? Something like that, yeah. I want to say 20. Yeah. Because it was October. No, it wasn't October. Sorry. It was November. It was remember the week after Remembrance Day. And the rem- What day is Remembrance Day? 14th? 11th. 11th. So it was the 20... 21st or so. Hmm. No, that's too many days. It was it, days. it was it was a couple days before you got back. Probably like the sixteenth. Yeah. So, I think it was like the fourteenth or sixteenth. I think the sixteenth. Yeah. So let me check my calendar. I, I saw another headline. I, I think it was just like today yesterday that uh, farmers up in the interior are actually having to dump their milk because they can't get to enough. Roast yeah, roast Russell was talking about that. <sighs> like, yeah. Um, that is some of it is that uh, some of that is a separate issue because. People don't realize that we were already dumping milk before yeah. the flooding. Yeah. You know, like, there's certain farms up in northern BC that just always dump their milk because we... They, they don't have enough people to process them. I think is what the... Head well, yeah, not people, but yeah, about, like, essentially, we don't have the processing capacity yeah. uh, to process all of that milk, which is, in some ways, a good problem to have, but in some ways, a bad problem to have because the... The production companies, such as Saputo, it's cheaper for them to just dump the milk than it is for them to process it, make something out of it, and then have too much product. Yeah. Which is a shame. It's a real, real shame. But, and the the BC Milk Marketing Board is, and BC Dairy are doing their best to kind of figure it out. But it's been such a changing roller coaster of a landscape, like, um, what am I saying? Uh, like the the economics of it, yeah. like it's really hard to predict. When are people going to buy more milk? When are they not going to buy more milk? And it's so hard to know well, what's happening. It, well, it's the first time that you know since farming in the Fraser Valley has existed, at least in, the, in this area, that this has ever been a problem like 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 this, where you can't get to Chilliwack mm-hmm. and you can't yeah. get to processors. Yeah, like since, since Sumas, they since they dried up Sumas Lake, it's ne- it's never happened. It's not like, really. I mean, other than previous flooding years, like there's always been a couple of times where it's like, but oh, it hasn't uh, been like not, this. Not to where the point like, where like farms are, well, this many farms are evacuating because I know like I know like some farms that are really close to the river, right on the on the state side, have, have like flooding known flooding for a long time. But like to not be able to use the highways and stuff, and, and to have trucks come into to any farms in that area yeah. is the first time. Ever. That's the crazy thing is like the supply chains breaking east of here. Yeah, like the highways being completely washed out is like. I think it was the fourteenth, which it was the Sunday when it started getting bad. I looked. Yeah, because I think that's when I when yeah. I messaged you to be like, "Hey, like, how's, how's your family doing?" Yeah, because like, we were going to go on that trip. On the 19th and 20th. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. when we were going to drive up the Coquihalla, yeah. and then we couldn't go, obviously. Yeah. Because there wasn't a Coquihalla anymore. Yeah. No, yeah, by by the 17th, I think the highway was down. Yeah, well... It was yeah, within got, the first couple of days. Yeah, it got washed out, like, the two Monday, Tuesday, yeah. and then everything yeah. was gone. Yeah. Nobody really realized the extent of the problem until, the like, the week after, where they're like, hey, guys, there's no road anymore. <laughs> It's, yeah. it's, yeah. I mean, luckily now, like, we're kind of, like, we're out of that a little bit more where we're now accessible to 
the rest of the province. Yes. It's going to take longer, for sure. Yeah, but. I mean, we don't have the Coquihalla, so we're still limited in our travel capacity. We're still limited. Yeah, because you, you can't go past Hope, I think, right? Or around Essentially, Hope. Well, yes. you can. You just have to take a longer hmm. route. Oh, yeah, oh, you right, take okay. the canyon. You take the canyon. I the canyon was washed out, too. It was. For a couple days. It. Oh, but they it didn't take it. long to... Oh, okay. Yeah. I think it, there was it, just it was a mudslide. Oh, okay. I thought, yeah. I thought there was more than a mudslide. That, that's what but I they think. estimate that the Coquihalla will be... Month. Summer. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. And that's... I, I would say from, that... From what I saw, the damage was real bad. An oh, entire yeah. bridge is gone. It's well, like, bridge and, and the, whole, the whole railway, like, slid into yeah. the road and then washed out. That's it's like 50 feet across a bridge is, like... Yeah. Gone. Yeah. We should close the door. Just for sound quality. Yeah. That'll work. All right. I uh, yeah, I was just thinking three dudes in a room, it's going to get hot. Um, it is. And the, I walked in here earlier today, and it was warm. So I cracked the window, and then but and I turned the heater down as well. So, But, yeah, it's so hard to say, like, okay, it's going to be – it's snowing, so I should turn the heater up. It's like, well, okay, but it, maybe it's too hot now. Who knows, right? This one time, I was driving uh, down across the border to go to Seattle with some friends. And it was like a really, really long line at the mm. border. Like, I think we waited at the border for two hours to get across. Wow. Uh, and so we were, like, trying to find ways to occupy ourselves. And one of the ways that we did is we sat in the car with all the windows up and cranked the heat. This is in the middle of summer. This is, like, July. We sat in the car rolled up all the windows and cranked the heat and the first person to roll down a window loses do you so, get anything no <laughs> no this was just to pass the time that's terrible my point being that we should do that on the podcast <laughs> we should crank up the heat in here and podcast for as long as we can first person to get out is kicked off the podcast forever that i mean <laughs> eliminate the weakest link right yeah that makes sense i feel like that's a little unfair though because everyone has a different level of heat tolerance. It's true. Which we learned that day. Yeah, fair enough. Sitting in the car when it was already 30 degrees outside, cranking the heat in the car. Yeah, true enough. I feel like if we know anything about people, it's that every person is totally different. Yeah. And that's just, I don't know. Man, remember, speaking of like being trapped in traffic for hours, do you remember... Canada Day. Oh, when we my. went to, when we went to the trainers. <laughs> how long that line was? Uh, okay, so Canada Day this year, uh, our buddy Chris came down to visit from Kamloops, and we were like, "Hey, well, we're not just going to sit around. We're going to do something." Yeah. And that year, this year, it was like a drive-through, like kind of lame parade right, thing yeah. at the airport in the Tradex parking lot. And it was definitely not worth waiting for. We got an a hour. We, we got a, no. We were there for way more than two an hour. hours. Probably, I would say I would, hour I would, forty. I would say close to two hours. But we did get a lot of free stuff. We got a yes. lot of free stuff because yeah. we were like the, in the last group. So they oh, just were yeah. just trying to pawn so off like, all their. Extra we were getting stuff. like twelve bags of things for five people. Yeah. Um, but the whole point, we didn't want to go. No, we didn't it, care it, about it's the It's this long line. We didn't want to go to the parade. There was a food truck festival as part of the parade. Oh, okay, yeah. And we drove around. Even before we got in line, we drove around trying to find... We could see the trucks. We're like, how do we get into that parking lot? And we drove we drove around the trade X and, and had to backtrack and join this line for the parade because you have to go through the parade to get to the food trucks. <laughs> That's so dumb. But yeah. no... 
almost nobody going through the parade was going to the food trucks. And really? That's, and that's all we wanted. Well, very few. Like, I'd say the vast majority were, were not going, like, continuing on to the food trucks after. I would have thought it would be the other way around. We thought so, too. But we also got free Lego. It was it was towards the end of the day, but... Well, that's the thing. A lot we of the ones that we were watching, like, ahead of us, like, we could see, like... There's two two cars of this one truck, two cars of this one truck, and one car of this other one. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Everyone else is pulling out and yeah. going home. So the food truck festival ended at I think five and then the 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 drive through parade ended at six, I believe. Yeah, I think that's what it was. And so we got in line at like three. Hmm. We're like, oh we got lots of time. Cause we sat there, we're like, okay. This is a very long line, and I looked at everyone, and they're like, we could go home and just hang out and just watch a movie well, or something. E- well, even before we went to, to, to this food truck, oh, we, right. we went to the Agrec, where they had another food truck festival, <laughs> in the parking lot. You just pull up to the parking lot, and you just step out, and you go to the food trucks. Yeah, yeah And we're like, t- we're like, guys, we heard about this other one across town. Yeah. Let's go see what they got there. With yeah. different food trucks, right? Because right. we wanted some variety. Because yeah. we there was like... Two and a half hours later... <laughs> exactly but we made the choice we're like we could just we could either go back to the other food truck festival and have more food or we could just go back to my place hang out watch a movie you know call it yeah. a day but we're like no we're gonna wait we're gonna we were all together so we're gonna wait it out we had this what was the, uh, the game called um actually because chris had oh, the, yeah. the um actually game or he had like the questions for it which is so fun yeah such a fun game I love watching the the dropout videos for it. It's yeah. great. I think I'm like on season we, two we, already. We played that basically the entire time. That yeah. We were oh yeah. Line. Uh, I ended up winning, but only by like two points. I don't remember you winning. Like <laughs> I did end up winning. I won by like two points though. It was it was. I won by. It was last neck and neck. <laughs> it was neck and neck. It was not neck and neck. I was clearly winning. But it doesn't matter because it's about you know the friends you made along the way. Right? Important thing is that John lost. John <laughs> lost. <laughs> That's true. He was getting some really funky questions too. It's re- they get really in depth. Yeah. You know, what were some of them? Uh, what? Because uh, they give you a statement. Yeah, and you and then you have to find the the fallacy in the statement, and it's all about nerd culture, yeah. pop culture, whatever it is. There was one question about uh, what's uh, the Chronicles of Narnia, and because the the book. The, the, the third book, Horses Boy, uh, the last chapter of that book is at the same time as the first chapter of Prince Caspian or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, what's this timeline thing? I'm like, I have no idea. It's the most obscure stuff you'd ever think about. But if you're an Ultra fan, you would know. Yeah. But now, as soon as you hear the questions, you do know. So now I know everything. Yeah. You're welcome. It, was, it, it, it made the, the line tolerable. It did. Yeah, it did. you got to find stuff like that to do. I mean, the the Windows Up Heat On game doesn't last that long and didn't kill that much time. It just made us all sweaty and mm-hmm. smell really bad. Yeah. But, you know, that's that's just how it be sometimes. Oh, okay. I have a good question. Do you Are you guys familiar with the Alphabet game for road trips? Uh, yes. Okay. Mm, maybe, remind me. It's been a long time. Essentially, you start at the beginning with A and you try and find an A. 
and then whoever oh. finds the AA. Oh, I had a different And then one. you find think, a B. Just things that you see? Like or? billboards, license plates. Billboards, license plates, that kind oh, of okay. stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I played this with someone not that long ago, and they had completely different rules than I did. Okay. And I was so confused. They might have the same rules I did. Okay, what are you talking about? So I'm talking about the one where you pick a category... And work your way down the alphabet. So say you pick foods. A, yeah, apple, that's, B, That's banana, the one I'm familiar with where it's, uh, it's not things you see. It's a category. It's like a lot of time it'll be like countries. Yeah. So you would say Australia. It ends in an A. So it's true. Another A, but then you could be like Amster- oh, that's, Am- Amsterdam. That's even a different game than what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, but that's the one I'm familiar yeah. with. Okay. But it, it is still technically an alphabet game, but like it's yeah. it's it's a word. It's game. called something else, I think. Generational but, issues, you know. I have a story about playing my version of that game, but you can you you no, finish it, what you it, were it's fine. I I didn't have that much to say about it, but I just I was so dumbstruck because there's these things that you just learn growing up, and you're like, oh, everyone must do it that way, yeah. right? And then I'm like, oh, let's play the alphabet game on a road trip, and they're like, and I'm like, I start doing it, and they're like, you're doing it wrong. Like, this game is the simplest game ever. You just yeah. pick letters out of on the road trip, and they're like, "You're doing it wrong." I was so mad. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't that mad, but I'm like, "What are you talking about? How can you mess this game up?" You know, because they're like, "Oh, you can't use license plates." I'm like, "What do you mean I can't use license plates?" That's like the most common place to find letters. Yeah, uh, I hate it. But then they also had a time plates. limit. I was like, "Oh, you have like a minute to find." Uh, a Z, and I'm like, this what? is stupid. That, I don't like that. That makes it less fun. I, yeah, it, yeah. Was, it I, wasn't great. I did play that version of the game as a kid, but the way we did it is we had a piece of paper mm-hmm. with every letter in the alphabet, and when you saw a letter, you crossed it out. First person to cross out all the letters uh, okay. wins. Interesting. They yeah. should make like a, uh, like a scavenger kind of thing. Yeah, kind of. It's yeah. really people that can't remember all the alphabets. <laughs> just, just kidding. You know, whatever. So, my version of the alphabet game. Okay. I was on a road trip with my wife's family to go to uh, Drumheller. We were going to oh, go to the Dinosaur Museum, see all the sights. Love it there. <clears throat> it was like a four-hour drive from where we were living at the time. So, we all hopped in the car and we went and go- got going. And we were like, let's play the alphabet game. So, we started playing it and the category was animals. And so, we got to the letter N and my brother-in-law said narwhal. Mm. And so I said, that doesn't count. That's a mythical creature. And he said, excuse me? <laughs> I said, narwhals aren't real. And that's the story of how I learned at the age of 21 that narwhals were real are and not serious? a mythical creature. I thought they weren't real. You are so sheltered. That's so... <sighs> but I love that. To be fair, like... I mean, we don't see narwhals. You, you would. You, I don't know. I don't know if there is any aquarium in the world that has a narwhal. I don't think so. I don't. I'm probably. pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they can't. Probably. And in in most high school textbooks, narwhals aren't included. In no, a, and in a lot I've of never like looked up a picture or a video of a narwhal. So the only time that I can, the only image that I can conjure in my head of a narwhal. I mean, before that, not now. Now I know they exist, and I've seen real photographic evidence that narwhals exist. Uh, is in the movie Elf. There's a narwhal, <laughs> and it's claymation. That's true. And it's in the North Pole with all of Santa's elves and a talking penguin and a talking bear or whatever else is there. I remember that. So, yeah, of course they're mythical creatures. Interesting. That's so... But they're not. <laughs> I mean, I... 
I I understand your confusion because honestly, I was always like I I knew they existed. I wasn't sure they're like extinct until I watched the Futurama movie where he <laughs> fall, where Fry falls in love with the narwhal, and I'm like, oh, well, they are still alive. <laughs> In, in an animated <laughs> show, okay, sure. Well, it was, it was. Uh, you have to watch the movie anyway. It, yeah, it's current times, but like, oh, I see. Yeah, like they, they do exist. I thought they were just extinct, but yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah, I think they're still around. And you, yeah, they're. And it kind of makes sense at the same time because if you never see something, and they don't really teach it to you in school, there's no reason for you to ever interact with that and ever yeah. expect it to be a real thing. Do you think if if they tried to tell me what a what a tardigrade was in like you know eighth grade, I do you think that I would believe them? No. Well, that's ridiculous. You would because at that age your brain's a little bit more malleable. But this happened to me when I was twenty one years old. Like I, I that's fair. I knew everything I was ever gonna know. But that's like that's like me when I thought that Stephen Hawking went to space. That's true. I'm like I that thought in my brain. I'm like, history. yeah, that makes sense. That that totally that, happened. That still kills. Because I can imagine it in my head. I have this vivid picture of Stephen Hawking floating around in the ISS, and I'm like, yeah, that must have happened. I, I got bad news for you too. What? It's never gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too soon. Too soon. Man, he was so cool. I read a little bit of his book, but it's heavy stuff. Yeah. I can't. I couldn't do it. I mean that's like that's kind of the Mandela effect, right? That's, it is. That's probably that's literally yeah. It's literally an example of for for you. For, you. for me, for, it's just yeah. my personal Mandela yeah. effect. You see that new uh, like tick or is it a TikTok thing or it's like a Snapchat thing? Whatever the kids call it. Whatever they whatever they have, but it's it's like the Mandela effect game where you like they show you two icons or like pick which one is the real oh, one. Okay, yeah, I it's, haven't seen that. It's like uh, Ritz crackers and Cheez Its. And uh, I think like Uncle Ben is in there, oh. and all like these like company like logos and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, where, it's like a logo game. Yeah, and you and there, there's like small differences, but like you think that one of them is the right one, but it's actually the other one. Right. Yeah. Because like Cheez Its is just like Cheez It. Okay, like right? that kind of stuff. There's no S at the end and stuff like that, and like the Captain Crunch or is it Captain Crunch? No, Tony the Tiger. Uh, his nose is blue, and no one thinks that his nose is blue. Yeah, I, I, I've seen the game. Yeah, it's it's edited uh, logos to big. What's yeah. what's wrong with this picture? Kind of thing. I thought that was really cool though, because cool. that's really fun, and I love the psychology behind that. Because you can just tell someone that something is real, and they're like, "All right, that yeah. makes sense." Yeah, it's weird that like, I mean, especially like with Mandela effect type stuff, it's like that we all collectively read something wrong Mm -hmm. and accepted it as fact for Mm -hmm. the entirety of life. Like the classic one is the Berenstain Bears, Berenstain Bears. Isn't it Stein? No, it's Stain. Like with an A? It's B-E-R-E-N-S-T-A-I-N. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. That's what it is. Google it right now. Yeah, you can Google it right now. It's Berenstain, isn't it? No, it's Berenstain. No, it's that's not true. That's that's the classic one. That's the one that uh, like I, turned me on. I believe that what because I don't think, I can't think of bears can be Jewish. <laughs> 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 Nothing against bears or Jewish people, but well, I don't what think is, bears can be Jewish. What is stain though? Like what? Yeah, what, I, 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 I mean you're right. I just googled it, and you're right. But because when you say it, it's Berenstain Bears. Yeah, you, you just said stain though. You did yeah. say stain. 
because it's always been Berenstain Bears, but I thought it's because people said it really fast and it was an E. Well, yeah, the theme song is like Berenstain Bears. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Man, Berenstain Bears was so good. I remember that show. It was like fire when I was a kid. It was great. I just remember the books. I don't really remember. I the remember show, the books as well, but I remember the theme song. I watched a little bit of the show. I don't remember all the shows, but I yeah, watched. Yeah, I remember kid. very little of the show. I watched like Bear in the Big Blue House. I just remember the like, animation was like the st- looked the same as the book. Clown, what's that clown one? Lunette and Molly, the clown on the oh, couch or I whatever. Idea. A lot of that, like, oh man, Mister Dressup. That's a classic. Yeah, that's a classic. That's a Canadian classic. It is. Yeah, yeah. I never watched Mister Rogers, but I watched Mister Dressup. Yeah, I watched both of them. Yeah. yeah. I was a kid. I think Mr. Rogers was just on its way out when I... Or we didn't get that channel. We might have not Yeah, that Mr. Channel. Dress Up was essentially Mr. Rogers for Canadians. Yeah, yeah, way better, too. Do you guys remember... It would have been... For me, it was like early elementary. There were like little library books. And they were little... They were like little pocket-sized books. But they'd Golden be about... Ones? They'd be about like... Like shape figures, oh, so it'd be like, like it'd be like Mister Mad. Yeah, it'd be like yeah. Mister Circle, and it's a green circle with yeah. arms and a face. Do you guys remember those books? I remember those. My dad had a it was shirt. A whole series. I, I remember my dad had a shirt where on the front of it was like like a five by seven grid of every single one. Oh really? Yeah. That's uh, funny. I do, I don't know what that series was called. I it's, remember but, they made a uh, a video game like a CD ROM of that. Did they? And I had the CD ROM. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna Google it because I'm I, I believe that because they've made like seven, I mean they make seven, a, seven up man is a video game, so I believe yeah. it. They made a CD ROM of everything back then. I remember when you could get the cereal boxes and then there was a CD ROM yeah, at the bottom. I was of just the gonna cereal say that box. it was probably a cereal box. Like I played Roller Coaster Tycoon so many yeah. times. It's great zoo tycoon all the tycoon games uh and like the really cheap other games it's like yahtzee on cd-rom and i'm like yeah "Yeah." or you can just play yahtzee for real (laughs) no the cd-rom is better (laughs) i had uh an atlantis one i got an atlantis like a pc game from a cereal box once yeah and like in the game you could pilot the uh what was the ship called I want to call it I've the Nebuchadnezzar, but that's the I've ever seen it. Oh, okay. Um, well, anyways, you could pilot the, the ship and like like sail, yeah. if it's still called sailing when you're underwater, sail to Atlantis. Um, my computer never ran the game. <laughs> it would like open up and yeah. you'd be in the ship and staring out into the open ocean and then it would crash. Yeah, they weren't, uh, they weren't well programmed or developed games. No. They were <laughs> but cheap. However, the, the point-and-click games that would come in cereal boxes were... They were solid. Top tier. Yeah, the point-and-clicks. You said while we were doing soundcheck, Pajama Sam. Pajama Sam is so good. Was amazing. What's the company? Um, Humongous Entertainment, I yeah, think? Yeah, because it, like it was the same company that made all those games. Hum- the... Pajama Sam, Freddy Fish, Spy Fox. Yeah. Putt-Putt. Putt-Putt. Oh, such good games. Yeah, those were really So good. good. And, I, and those games were so good. The The best part about them was that you got one. Like, I had Pajama Sam, You Are What You Eat From Your Head to Your Feet, yeah. and that was a classic. I played it tons of times. And then, but you you put it in your computer, and then you could play the, the demos for the other games yeah. in the series. And it's like, they give you a taste of their other CD-ROMs, yeah. and you're like, I gotta get the other ones. But did you ever? No. Yeah, no. I just waited for them to come in cereal boxes. But they never did, right? Like <sighs> Those ones didn't, no. Because I think I only played 
uh, Pajama Sam, you are what you eat. Freddy Fish and the what? Curse of the Con Show. Yeah, Curse of the Con Show, whatever it was. What was the putt? I'm so surprised that I remember all these. I don't remember what the putt putt one was. It's like a racing one. It's like no. off to the races or oh, maybe. going to the race or something like that. And Spy Fox was. It wasn't just the bowling Spy one. That's just the opening title sequence was him bowling, I think. Yeah. But it, it but there was bowling involved. Was there? Oh, there was. Yeah, you're right. I can't remember the name of it. But those Neither. those were the ones that came in the cereal boxes. And there was an entire other yep. series for all of those games. You could buy like four other putt-putt games. Nobody did. Nobody did. You ask anybody who remembers Freddy Fish, they're going to be like, oh yeah, the conch shell game. Curse of the conch shell, yep. <laughs> yeah. But no one else played any of the others. Nope. The beautiful thing is now, for anyone that's even remotely interested listening, you can buy them all on Steam for like two, three bucks each. Oh yeah? Yeah, it's great. You can buy like the big, like humongous entertainment, like, steam packs and you just buy all the games for like 20 bucks or something. i bet they made a good amount of money doing that because there's yeah. like like Nostalgia. those the people that grew up with those games are like old enough now that they have disposable income and they're like, oh yeah oh yeah i want to get back well, into this our friend chris like i told him about it. he's like are you crazy that's awesome and he like bought all of them and yeah. i'm like i still have the cd roms why do you need them <laughs> he's like oh you know whatever it's it's nostalgia i'm yeah. like that's how they get you you still have the cd roms yep. that's crazy yeah, they're at the farm. We we kept everything, right? Yeah. Why would you throw CD-ROMs away? Yeah, I guess. I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. They're still good now. Yeah. Man, speaking of, like, point and clicks, um, I want, I got, you know, when you go YouTube diving for content, like, you'll go down a rabbit hole. Yeah. And uh, I came across this video of this guy playing this game, which I guess is on Steam. And it is, it's a point and click, but it, it's a visual representation and, like, reading from like the character's perspective of like uh hp lovecraft's like story of dagon Ooh, okay it's, Love it's really good it's yeah. real spooky uh it's it's just point and click and it kind of narrate character narrates like the the story as he's going through it and experiencing things it's unset it's a little unsettling like yeah. in like it builds tension yeah it does a great way of like visually showing what H.P. Lovecraft is notorious for <laughs> just describing things as undescribable. Yeah. It does a good job of, like, showing things. It's actually really cool. It's pretty short, but I thought it was just cool. Yeah. And apparently they... What's they, it called? They, I can't remember the name of it. I'll Google it. If you Google, like, Steam, you know, H.P. Lovecraft Dagon, it'll be on yeah. there. But uh, it was pretty neat, like, to see a visual representation of, like, obviously a group of people, like generating from the from this short story yeah what do you think is in the title because i'm on the steam page now lovecraft cthulhu dagon dagon, dagon? it's whatever the name of his story about this one here dagon is is what it's called it might be just called dagon but it's just called dagon oh yeah it's 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 pretty cool it's pretty short but Oh, I like this. this I hope is, this I hope, one's free too. Is it free? I hope they make more because it was actually really well done. Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna download this. Boom, downloading it. Yeah, I think it might, it might take you like, like fifteen minutes. Hopefully, it maybe. Mess up our to, to audio. Play. I was gonna say. All right, yeah, no, check. I'm not gonna download that. Pause, download. Anyways, doesn't matter. Ah, <sighs> man, Lovecraft is great. You should just open up. Audacity, so we can make sure it's... Yeah, sorry about that, folks. 
Yeah. Good to go. Technical difficulties. Hey, we're only episode seven, so it doesn't even matter. Don't draw attention to the difficulties, because it's all going to get edited out. <laughs> Whatever. Guys, remember when we had technical difficulties? I don't. Nope. Everything runs perfectly. The editing is top-notch. Have you guys heard of this game, uh, 12 Minutes? No. That's that like, like a, 12 Monkeys? No. Well, I mean, I guess a little bit. Not oh. really. It's like the top-down yeah. simulator, and you're given a scene, and everything happens. And yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah I, so I, I saw when it was coming out, but I haven't seen anything since. Uh, Steph and I have been playing this game. Um, it's like same kind of thing, point-and-click adventure. So kind twelve of days or 12, twelve minutes. Twelve minutes. So it's just this guy walks into his apartment, uh, has a conversation with his wife, and then a cop knocks on the door, barges in. Starts interrogating the wife about why she, or something about a watch, something. I'm not going to give too much away. But ends up, the cop kills both of you. Oh. And then time resets to oh. when you walk back into the apartment. And it's like a Groundhog Day situation where you right. just relive the same 12 minutes. You have 12 minutes to figure out what's going on. We haven't beat it yet, but it is like pretty cool yeah i saw the concept I, I think they showed it off maybe like it maybe at least a year or two yeah ago at e3 yeah it looked really cool it's pretty cool and it's it, some it, of the puzzles are actually really difficult too yeah because it's just like it's a story-based yeah basically yeah. Pu- story-based puzzle game and it just plays out great cast mm. james mcavoy is the dad what? or the guy i was gonna say the dad he's not a dad the guy i think james mcavoy is a father he probably is uh daisy ridley is the girl Oh, wow. And Willem Dafoe is the cop. Oh, wow. Willem Dafoe. I love Willem Dafoe. That's cool. Actually, I love James McAvoy, too. And Daisy Ridley's pretty good as well. Yeah. yeah. They're, all, they're all good. I'll have to see Daisy Ridley in something other something than Star other Wars. other than Star Wars, exactly. <laughs> same yeah. with, well, I was going to say same with Adam Driver, but I've seen Adam Driver in other stuff. Yeah, he's done a lot of other stuff. <sighs> yeah. Have you, he's pretty good. Have you seen um, Love Story? Or was it Love Story? Yeah, Love Marriage Story. Story. Marriage Story. Yeah. Yes, Marriage Story. I heard really. It's, I heard it's very intense. Oh, it is. Yeah. Star Joe and him are just yeah. like. I really fire. love that style of movie. Like that director makes mm. movies in that style. Do you know the name of the director? I think, yeah, Noah Baumbach. Noah Baumbach. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'd love I, to see his other stuff. I think they call that style of movie mumblecore, because the dialogue is like really understated and sounds like a real conversation, oh. which usually you wouldn't want that in a movie, but. It's interesting, yeah. Yeah, the, I, I kind of know what you mean, because, yeah, they definitely downplay the dialogue. Yeah, and it's and like, it, the story structure, it doesn't really follow a normal story structure, yes. because it's just people, like, talking They're to each other. They're just doing stuff. It's They're just like, living um, life. Like, Boyhood? Did you see Boyhood? No, I mean, wait, is that the one with Hugh Jackman? No. Hugh, no. Hugh Grant? No. No, that's about a boy. Sorry. No. Older movie. Boyhood is uh, Ethan Hawke. And um, they shot the movie over the course of like fourteen years or yeah, something. Yeah, like twelve or fourteen years with the same really? cast and the same boy. I assume. And the same boy. Yeah. And the it, movie's about this boy. It's, it's, oh. about, it's about his his life as. And he gets old. Oh, that's genius! It's really cool. That's genius. Yeah. I would I, love to watch. I, I that. know. I know of it. Actually, won a bunch of awards one year. Uh, it won Best Picture. The yeah. year it came out. I feel like sure. a movie that they've been making for twelve years. How does it get not? an award? Twelve years of movie. Twelve years of slave. That's a great movie. Everybody Go, made, gone in sixty seconds. Everybody <laughs> made the joke that I just made the year Boyhood came out. Yeah. Wait, what joke did you make? I said twelve years of movie. Oh, is that because I think they were up against each other, which means the twelve years of slave. Oh, sorry, won. Boyhood was up against twelve years of slave, yeah. and twelve years of slave won. I didn't think Boyhood was that old. 
12 Years a Slave was like 2014, 2015. Yeah, yeah I, thought, I thought Boyhood was more recent. Boyhood came out in 2014. Oh, was it? Okay. That I know for sure, okay. and I'm I pretty thought, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember, 12, I, I watched the Oscars for 12 Years a Slave year, and they won, and I was like, they deserve to win. They were, that movie is phenomenal. That movie is harrowing. Yes, yeah. but it's also phenomenal. Yeah. Like, what an intense story. The, beaut- the, the best thing about that movie and that story is that there's like, 20 more stories just like it but they just haven't told them yet yeah and they just have to make movies of them yeah like it's oh, so intense I love that movie have you Remember? seen the movie Mike? 12 Years a Slave? I know I feel like it came out around the same time that Lee Daniels the butler came out I think so yeah I haven't like seen like two that, or three years maybe. I think but man Lee Daniels the butler and 12 Years a Slave were my two favorite movies for a long time yeah so good I should rewatch them today after you leave from the podcast, I'm just going to watch them. Do you remember the guest cameo at the end of 12 Years a Slave? No. Okay, then I'm not going to mention it because it's it'll tickle your brain when it comes up. Because mm. I think everybody forgot about it, but I haven't. Interesting. I haven't forgotten that that's why somebody you... shows up at the end of that movie for no reason. That's why I keep you around, Zach, because you know stuff about movies that I will never remember. <laughs> Amen. And then doesn't yeah. tell you. Yeah. And then he keeps them to himself. Because I want yeah, to get yeah. a text at for 2 in the morning sure. like, wait, this guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, you will not have that because I do not watch a movie at 2 in the morning. Okay. Well, irregardless. Yeah. Okay. Before I forget, they're called Mr. Men characters. Mr. Men. Yeah. yeah. Little, like, I, I knew they people. all had like Mr. or Mrs. Yeah. names, but like, okay, that, that the series is called Mr. Men. Illustrate created by author and illustrator Roger Hargreaves in 1971. His first character, Mr. Tickle, was born when his son Adam asked what a tickle looked like. Huh. Isn't that's, that cute? That's, that's cute. adorable. That is yeah. Adorable. Mr. Man and Little Miss books have gone on to sell over 250 million books worldwide, one selling every 2.5 seconds. Wow. The first books introduced children to characters, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Blue Mr. Bump. It kind of explains like the the style. Yeah. yeah, but it's pretty pretty ageless. Yeah, it's timeless. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I was saying uh, like earlier before the podcast. Robert Munch. Yeah, like he's got like dement. He's got dementia for sure. I'm not sure if it's Alzheimer's. Yeah, but yeah, he did a uh, uh, interview for CBC Radio a month ago, two months ago, and yeah. he's like, yeah, this is like his last interview. He's, like, super old now, and he's like, yeah, I'm, like, my brain is going. So this is my last interview. Do people know Robert Munch outside of Canada? He's, I don't know. I, I believe so. I'm pretty sure that, specifically, Love You Forever, that book. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that of one was, like, Of a certain age group, I, I, think, I think so, yes. Yeah, yeah the, one, the, the kid on the toilet, right? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody knows that book. Every, everyone had that book. I have yeah. that book. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a classic. But, like, the other Robert Munch books, like... Well, like, I just read a Robert Munch book, like, less than a week ago. And it was, like, this Christmas tree one. Yeah. And it was, like, these, like, kids put, like, all this stuff on the Christmas tree. And they put, like, their dog on the tree. And then they put their grandma on the tree and yeah. their grandpa on the tree. It was actually a great book. Yeah. Super good. He's a um, master storyteller. He is. And the art is just great. Yeah, the art. Well, Robert Munch isn't the artist, but. Is he not the artist? No, he's the writer. Oh, I thought he just, I thought he did the art too. And now I hate myself for not knowing the artist's name. Because I called you out for thinking Robert Munch was the artist, yeah. and now I don't know the artist's okay, name. Okay, I'm going to voice check this. It's like one of those Tim Burton Nightmare Before Christmas things. Um, yeah. Robert. You know what series I always really liked? I can't 
and again, I, the name's going to elude me, but so you, maybe you'll know. Um, did you ever read the book Where the Sidewalk Ends? Yeah, Shel Silverstein. Shel Silverstein, that's yeah. it. And uh, I loved her books when I was a kid. Yeah. I think I had like maybe at least three or four of them. Yeah, yeah, those were really good. Where the Sidewalk Ends was, I think, my favorite. I got so I I was I like I would read the, have those read to me every night to the point where like I had doodles throughout that entire book. Yeah, and. Just, it's so it's so much fun. I was a huge Calvin and Hobbes kid. So good. That was a big thing. For so me. good. Yeah. I have Hobbes the complete great. box set that they put out like a couple years ago. And it's so fun because it's a it's just a cute little kids cartoon, but it's act if if it's if you go deeper, it's like super existential. Yeah. It, yeah. If if you read into like if you follow it, yeah, it is. They're like really smartly written. Oh yeah. Like Bill Waterson was a genius. Yeah. Is he still alive? I'm pretty sure he's dead. Okay. I'm gonna Google that, but I have to tell you that Michael Marchenko is the illustrator. Okay, I'm not that upset with myself for not remembering that name. Yeah, it's true. It's a long name. Is what's the guy's name? Uh, Eric Walters. What were we just talking about? I lost. Bart it. Wa- Waterson. Bill Waterson. Bill Waterson. <laughs> I totally forgot what we were talking about. Is Bill Waterson still alive? He is alive. Yes. Oh, he is. How old is he? Uh, how old is Bill Watterson now? 63. That's pretty young. That yeah, is young. I don't know why. I thought he was dead. Yeah, I think I mean, probably when... because he's reclusive. Like, he doesn't really do anything anymore. That's the thing. Well, Like, I mean... comic strip artists, you never hear about them because they just kind of live on their own and do their own thing. Yeah. Well, and then, like, I think, um, maybe, I don't know how, how often anymore, but I think at one point, like, it, year, decades ago, um, artists, when they kind of, like, go to the point where they retire they'll just put out little things that they do in their spare time under pseudonyms. Mm. Oh, they, yeah. They don't, they don't care for anybody to know that it's theirs. Right. Yeah. They just do it. To put yeah, it and the thing is that Calvin and Hobbes ended in, like, 95. Yeah. Is that 95? Yeah. yeah. Wow. So it was done by the time I was born. Yeah. My brother was really into it. But it's it, so and popular. He had his collections. I kind of, like, gravitated towards that as I got older. Yeah. Some of that stuff is just... You don't think about how much of an effect it has on you until you like are refreshed of it, and you're like, right now we're thinking about like, oh man, that was so good, yeah, and it was great. And you're reading it, you know, I read a bunch of like Asterix and Obelix as a kid. Still have them. There's some in this read, room somewhere. Yeah, I read s- a few of them, not a lot of them, but like oh, Asterix and Obelix is so good. Yeah, so good. Uh, man, I remember more Saturday morning. Well, Saturday maybe Sunday mornings, maybe both days. Getting up extra early in the morning to watch Tintin. Oh, oh yeah. Tintin. You had to get up before Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> and you had to get up before... <laughs> oh, what else was there that was really early in the morning? Dragon Ball Z? No. no this, is, this is like early 90s. Oh, I don't know. I wasn't around. Dragon Ball was on really early. Tintin was on before that, and there was something else that was on really early. But I get up and I would watch Tintin. Really? Oh, Mad- Madeline was on too. I remember. Oh, I love Madeline. Madeline and Tintin were like the earliest things that would come on in the morning for a kid audience. What about Babar? Babar. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Babar too. Babar too. Yeah, 100%. Oh, that was one that was always on really early in the love morning. Love Babar. Yeah. yeah. Those st- I don't think that I really liked Babar, but I would always watch it. I think it just kind of like fascinated me in a weird way. They're elephants, and he's like the elephant prince. I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah, it's- this just so fancy that show was so fancy yes there was yeah. this show uh yeah. kind of in the same vein but it was called sagwa oh that was, was the a, cat it was a chinese cat yeah, movie the Chinese cat show and it was a cat and it was like 
this is just this cat that lived in the royal palace and just had adventures and yeah. stuff. And I'm like, what an interesting premise. Yeah. Like, who would have thought that, hey, let's make a show about a cat, a, a, like a Siamese cat who walks around the palace all day. Yeah. And people yeah. loved it. They yeah. absolutely loved it. I think that's why I like Babar so much, because Bab- Babar is probably one of the earliest kids shows that I remember yeah. that I got introduced to. I think that's why I, I gravitated towards so much. It's like, you he's telling his story to his kids in every in pretty much in every episode. So it's like, wow, like, because you watch the episode and it's like, it's him as a kid, and then you're like, wow, he grew up, he grows up to be king. <laughs> and now he's telling stories to his kids. It's like, for, as a young kid, oh, yeah. it's like, it kind of blows your mind. It's like, wow. That's like uh, uh, Big that, Fish. That happened to him, and then he becomes king. Yeah. Remember and, he, and, he, and he has a wife. I love that movie. Have you seen Big Fish, Mike? Yeah. I don't I'm remember so if we talked about Big Fish on the podcast. No, just, like, I brought it up out. I brought it up a couple weeks ago. We talked about it. it, was, oh, okay. it wasn't Did we? No, it wasn't on the podcast. Oh, it wasn't on the podcast? Okay. I'm pretty Ooh, sure anyway, that is actually, my favorite Tim Burton movie. I was going to say, I arguably think that it is also Tim Burton's best movie. Yeah. If we were talking about this at the second time, then it might have been on the podcast. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It was. It's it a great movie. Matter. It's a great movie. Yeah. I agree because I am not a big Tim Burton fan, no. and I don't love you know Scissorhands or Sweeney Todd. You don't or... like Edward Scissorhands? I. It's okay. I, I haven't like seen. I haven't seen it in a very long time. I just don't care for some movies where he's too Tim Burton. Yeah, you but know, like you know what I mean. Yeah, like, I don't like his like child esque like more geared towards you know Coraline, Night Before Nightmare Before. Neither Christmas. of those were Tim Burton. Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, Ooh. Nightmare Before Christmas is Tim Burton. It literally no. says Tim Burton's Nightmare Before yep, Christmas. because the executive produced it. He put a lot of money behind it, but he did not write it, direct it, or anything. He had a hand in his creation. Okay, I'm sure he was involved he had a hand in the process. In creation. Look into it. It's a I'm big thing. All right, the guy all right. who actually made that movie and Coraline. Like, I do I do know about Coraline. I do know yeah. that Coraline is not... Really Henry young. Selleck. Henry Selleck. Okay. I wanted to say Tom Selleck. Knew that wasn't yeah. right. <laughs> Henry Selleck. Yeah. Wasn't the Corpse Bride him too? Is that the Corpse Bride is Tim Burton? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I actually don't think I've seen the Corpse Bride. I've seen but... some of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tim be... Burton did Corpse Bride. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Nightmare Before Christmas. I didn't know that about Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. But I yeah, totally Henry, believe also it. Henry Selleck, totally yeah. believe it. Because because I, I knew about Coraline. Yeah. Which is sad because I just listened to a podcast about Tim Burton. Yeah. And they talked about that. And I'm stupid. I mean, they, t- they talked about how he didn't direct. Yeah. 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 Uh, Raiders of the Lost podcast for anyone okay. that's interested. Yeah. Do you listen to them? I've heard of it. I've never oh, listened to it. They're solid. It's like yeah. a pair of twin brothers and they just talk about movies and TV all the time. Yeah. It's solid. It's really good. <sighs> I feel like it definitely has like a touch of his creativity in it though. Well, yeah, it's kind of. I mean, if you're producing a movie, like you have say in, you have influence. You have say in stuff. Influence. Yeah, but I mean, also, I'm pretty sure because, like, I can't remember if there was a book written about it or just an article that I read once. Um, But, like, that movie was done before Tim Burton got his hands on it. Oh, really? Really? Or like pretty close to being done. Interesting. All right. And like they, just, they yeah okay it was at least fully written and the art direction was decided on okay and Tim Burton was like hey that looks like something I would make so let me put my name in the title so that we get butts and seats right I gotcha now are you against that I think it's a little dirty because like nobody knows who Henry Selleck is even though Nightmare Before Christmas is an insanely popular movie and everybody thinks Tim Burton made it 
But would because it, his name is in would the it have been as an insanely popular if Tim Burton hadn't put his I mean, name behind? Yeah, it? I don't know. It's tough to say because that mean, movie is qual- incredible. Quality, if the movie quality was the same, uh, I think so. Maybe it was Tim Burton's money because that I, they put into production that made it so great. Yeah. When when I was younger and the first time I saw Name Before Christmas, I didn't know who Tim Burton was. That's yeah. True. I thought he was the director. Yeah. And I, I'm like, I don't know who this guy is. But at that point, you had probably seen other Tim Burton movies. The first time I saw Name Before Christmas, when I was a kid, probably not. Maybe, no? but I probably like didn't. I probably, I probably didn't know that it was this that they were related. True. Yeah. Because. Like when, it's not, gonna, it's not we Tim were, Burton's Batman. Yeah, if we were watching yeah. kids' movies, we weren't going to be watching Tim Burton's more adult movies. Yeah, well, if I, I watched like, Scissorhands. If I'm kid. like eight years old, I'm not watching Scissor Hands or. I was whatever. very young when I watched Scissor Hands. I think Batman, that's fair. Batman's kind of an adult. Well, an old, uh, definitely an older audience movie. Yeah, yeah. People, there's a lot of people that die in that movie. Yeah, some okay. of them, some of them pretty graphically. Yeah, for kids. That's at, true. At the time, anyway. That's true. I don't know how I feel about this corpse right thing or this Christmas thing because for Christmas, yeah. Shattered your world. No, I, I, I kind of. <laughs> you just of, don't know which side that you land on. Yeah, yeah, like would it have been better if he hadn't been involved? Would it have been better? Well, if, I don't think it would have been better if he wasn't involved. I just think that it's like it's dirty. It's a little dirty that like well, this you, guy made one of the most popular movies ever made, and like never gets the credit for it. True, but you you have to you have, I mean you have to see that obviously some deal was made to allow him to attach his name to it and that they were okay with it because yeah. because it is it's so attached to it but also uh, we talked about it earlier Elf do you know the story behind Elf? Will Ferrell and he is an elf from the North Pole it's... but he's actually a human and then he was kidnapped as a child by Santa yeah. and he was raised by elves yeah. and then he goes back to New York once he realizes he was a human yeah and then he finds his real father and family, and then he tries to rekindle a connection with them. Uh, but he's also raised as an elf, so he gets all into all sorts of shenanigans. And, and he gets tackled, tackled by Peter Dinklage. Yeah. Does he really? Yeah, he gets tackled oh, by Peter Dinklage. I haven't seen that movie in ages. I don't really? watch it in the hol- during the holidays. Oh, I, I don't always watch that over the holidays. Oh, you don't like Elf? I used to when I was, you know, in high school. Yeah. When it was everyone like Elf. Honestly, I'm kind of the same way. I'm, oh, I'm really? Kinda, I've seen it enough times that I'm kind of over it. Yeah. When I was, I guess I don't watch. When it I was year, like 13, but... 14, Elf was the shit. Yeah. Elf was great. I feel like it was just the last good Christmas movie to come out. Like that's not true. What it's, other Christmas it's a movie good, has come it's, out? It's a good movie to, and I'd watch it if I'm watching it with somebody who hasn't seen it. I'm not going to choose to watch Elf. Yeah, I'm not one of those people. That are like, hey guys, Christmas is coming. We gotta watch Elf. Yeah. I'm like, how many times have you seen Elf? Go watch a different movie. I think okay, we got to circle back to Christmas movies because that's. Yeah, like, I was gonna say like that's a good topic. To, like what, what well, is on the, the top la- of the, the list last, right here. The last good really? Christmas yeah. movie. Oh wow! Okay. Oh. Uh, I was gonna say the story behind Elf is that uh, Elf was a children's book before it was a movie. That makes sense. Uh, but they bought the rights for like five thousand dollars, and there was no royalties clause in the contract. Ooh. So the girl who wrote the book made nothing off that's of that insanely terrible. popular movie, which is like that's, I thought of it because sucks. of the Tim Burton Henry Selleck thing, but it happens a lot in Hollywood. Like it does. It's but it's just the nature of it. Okay, let me ask you this though. I'm sure she came at them with lawyers after the fact, though. She, I mean, she did, but she lost because it was in 
her contract. Oh. That's what she I'm getting signed at. it away. You know, this right. is the same. I I would compare this to something akin to like the Taylor Swift situation, where she like got gypped out of all of her money because her, her songs don't belong to her. Right. Yeah. That is just the thing that you do to make it. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Right. I mean, the lady that wrote Elf. She's five thousand dollars richer than she was before. I'm not saying that it was the right thing to do. It's no. it's not. Like you should give her royalties. And it's also like that does happen a lot where people like production companies will buy rights to things for no money just so that they can have it. Yes. Just for later, like well, that's oh the... we gotta fill a slot this well, year. Well, especially if she's a published writer, like obviously she was with a company probably Yeah, I'm sure her, her book was so popular. they probably had like, Hey, we've got these we've got all these books. They're five thousand dollars, and we'll put them up for sale for you. You don't have to do anything yeah. about it. We'll take care of everything for you. Yeah, I'm and sure she sold more books yeah. because of the movie. I, th- I think it might have been, in fairness, I, it was probably more than five thousand dollars. Not very much though. Point no, being, it, compared, it was a small to, amount of money. Yeah, yeah no, sure. I'm sure it was a minuscule amount. Right? My yeah. facts are definitely not accurate. No, no, no. I understand though. Yeah. But like, yeah, not I get not having any forethought into how big it, uh, it could be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm, yeah, it's just, just the argument behind it. Like, okay, she, everyone thinks she got gypped out of, you know, tons of millions of dollars of revenue in, of Elf. But you know what? She didn't make the movie. She yeah. wrote the book. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's like. And also, like, after the movie came out, I'm sure sales of her book shot yeah, up. Yeah, I'm sure. You know, yeah. you buy the book and the movie in a, in a two pack at Walmart. Like, yeah, yeah she makes tons of money. Yeah. But yeah, it's. No one buys books anymore. <laughs> That's not true. Yeah, print, for kids, print books are no, I know, going I know. off the shelves. Yeah. It's crazy. Print media is trash. It's it's in the to- in the toilet. But you know, print newspapers. No one buys that. But uh, print books. Oh yeah, tons. Uh, okay, we had a resurgence. Sorry. Did we want to continue on that? Well, discussion? I was going to say, you guys hate Elf. What Christmas movies do you like? Yes, let's do that. I also oh, want to man. go back to Tim Burton because I like him. But yeah, I honestly would have to like look at a list of Christmas movies and tell you if I like them or not. Like it was on, a, on a case, case by case business. Like situation. you can't think of a Christmas movie that's like at Home the Alone, top of Miracle on Thirty Fourth well, Street. It's like Christmas Chronicles, Christmas Claus, Claus. Santa Claus. Sorry, okay. Santa Claus. We're, we're talking like well, what stipulates a Christmas movie? Like what elements does it have to? Yeah, it's, well, that's good. What I'm getting to matter of time before what, Die Hard came. What elements? make a christmas movie is it about family or is it that it takes place during december or or what because like dyer is a great example of what i'm trying to get to is that it takes place during christmas they're at a christmas party nothing else is about christmas in that movie doesn't matter people love watching it at christmas that's no, I, the I only thing die hard too if i'm not mistaken also takes place during it christmas. does yeah it's at an airport yeah, but nobody else. <laughs> nobody watches Die Hard two. I I actually don't mind Die Hard two. I would like to interject. Die Hard three is the best. Like Die Hard four interject. is garbage. Three is the best. Die Hard five is garbage as well. Zach, continue. I would like to interject just to say, we we were all hanging out outside of the podcast a little while ago. I said that every year I play a game with myself to avoid hearing my least favorite Christmas song oh, yeah. for as long as possible. I always try. Also, as hard as I can to avoid the conversation of is Die Hard a Christmas movie? You avoid I, the conversation. I'm so tired Honestly, of talking about if Die Hard is yeah. a Christmas movie or but not. But is it? Every time, if you want it to be, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, honestly, I'm, I'm the same. Anytime someone's like, 
can't wait to watch Die Hard this Christmas. I'm like, and they like think it's I'm, like, I'm like, can we talk about something else? <laughs> yeah, I swear to God, like it's. it's I'm like, so tired of that conversation. Yeah. For anyone listening, don't talk about Die Hard. Just watch it if you want. Okay, if it's a Christmas movie to you, it's a Christmas movie to you. Thinking Die Hard is a Christmas movie doesn't make you special. That's all mm, I want to say. Yeah, it's it, that's what's yeah. annoying to me. I think that that's. I think that people. That used to watch Die Hard and they thought they were, you know, ahead of the curve. <laughs> By saying, and wait, some sort this of is kind of a Christmas movie. Yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, I liked Die Hard at Christmas before it was cool. <laughs> but now it's cool, okay? Yeah. And now we're over the, we've, we've jumped the shark, okay? We're done. We've all accepted Die Hard as a Christmas movie. We don't have to have the argument all the time anymore. Saying Die Hard is a Christmas movie and it's your favorite is not a personality. It's not a personality. <laughs> Liking The Office is not a personality trait. <laughs> Okay, now. Now that we have exhausted the Die <laughs> Hard conversation. Now that we've lost I mean, we our audience. We can go deeper into Die Hard. We were going to talk about Christmas movies. We're getting, and Die Hard 2. I'm just going to say, we're going to get so many dislikes. Who cares? We Nobody's might. listening to this. I don't know. I think there's Not a now. lot of people that... <laughs> I think people share that opinion. I think people are finally getting tired of talking about that. Fine. Sure, I guess. I, I hope people are getting tired of talking about it. Put a like down below if you are over Die Hard. Oh, also, my least favorite Christmas song for the podcast listener is Simply Having a Wonderful Christmas Time. By? By Paul McCartney. Yeah. It took me like half an hour to guess that. Yeah. Yeah, you guys tried as hard as you could to name every Christmas song. Honestly, I try to block out all of them and yeah. that is the top of the list oh, that song is awful it's repetitive it is it's and it, if you've worked in retail i'm sure it could be really it also rough. makes no sense the lyrics to that song make no sense i mean no it kind no, of makes sense no the verses i make don't know no the sense the the, no I, I don't want to dissect this too far why not because anybody that's listening either knows the song or is going to look up the lyrics because I don't want to stay, spend a lot of time on this topic. We don't have oh, to spend a lot of time. Because it is a terrible song, and it's going to get stuck in my head, and I'm not going to get rid of I'll it. I'll sing like, you a new song. What, what's the one verse, though? It's Here we the, go. We're going in. We're diving. The mood is right. Half the, a night. The spirit's up. Something. We're here tonight. And that's enough. That, that's deep. No, it's that's not. That's moving. That it's, is the opposite of deep. No, that's great. That is shallow. It's nighttime. You know, we don't need a big party. We've got us and nature, and that's enough to have a good time. There's also a part at the end of that song. Sure. Where Paul McCartney goes, The choir of children sing their song. They've practiced all year long, and then they just go, Ooh. And then it goes back (laughs) to the rest of the song. Uh, I, I haven't heard that song in a long time, so you, I can't speak to that. I implore you to listen to it just to get on my side about how awful that right. song is. I, I mean, I listen, I know you well enough to know that you're probably right. But no, there's no right or wrong. I mean, it's my opinion. No, it, it's fine. It's fine. I just, I I don't listen to Christmas music, like, no. actively. So no. I'm like, all right, whatever. And you don't work retail, so you don't have to hear it. It's true. The cows. You're not really ever in grocery know. stores. I sing Christmas songs to my cows. They love it. There you go. Russell, what is your favorite Christmas movie? Christmas movie. Um, I like Miracle on 34th Street. That's a good the, one. The original or... Both are good. Yeah? Yeah, both are good. I saw... Um, I, I was curious, and I looked up the girl that was in Miracle on 34th Street, the newer one. 
like the same that one that was in Matilda, yeah, one yeah. of the best movies ever. Yep. Um, and Mrs. Doubtfire. Basically, she did like three movies and then she was done. But she wrote a book about it. She did a not too long ago. That, but anyway, eh, not really. But she was a child. She actor had a very, and she, didn't. yeah. At the midnight late nineties, she had a very distinct look of being a kid actor. Yes, for sure. Yeah, yeah. and she wrote a book about all sort a bunch of stuff about being a child actor and everything. I was thinking about getting a copy of it because it actually looks pretty good. But yeah, you, you can tell like it's her grown up and it. She looks the same. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's great. That's like, uh, did you guys ever watch The Sandlot? Uh, yeah. Yes. I wasn't really a Sandlot guy. I was more of a alfalfa guy. Oh, Little Rascals? Little Rascals, Rascals. Yeah. yeah. I watched, I wore out the VHS tape of The Sandlot. I loved that movie so much. I, that's that's a really great classic, like, 90s movie. So yeah. It really is. I came across this, the the social media for the... What's what's the chubby kid's name? I can't remember. The redheaded. Yeah. Who cares? Uh, I don't know. His with name. like the sunken eyes. Go watch it, people. It's a great movie. That guy. I came across him. He looks exactly the same. I bet really he, I as bet he, he did in the movie. <laughs> that's now funny. twenty yeah, that's years hilarious. later. Yeah. yeah. Some people are like that. You know. Yeah. You can just like. Oh yeah. Like yeah. the like the guy from Even Stevens the that played Bean the kid. Oh yeah, like he's like he's like super bald, and he like he's he's like an elf in the mall now. But he has the same face. Yeah, he's the same. Yeah. It's the same guy. Or like Haley Joel Osment, like yes, his head has grown, but his yeah. face has not. Yeah. <laughs> his face is way too small for his head. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize until too soon that he was Emily Osment's sibling. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that makes sense, I guess. No, yeah. but yeah. I recently was, I, I was reading a, an Ask Reddit thread about, like, what celebrity has done something that's so unforgivable to you, you'll never, like, pay attention to them. Some, something along those mm-hmm. lines. One of the comments was uh, Joel Osteen, that, like, mega church pastor in the States. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I read it as Haley Joel Osteen, <laughs> and I was, like, reading the rest of the comment, and I was like... I had no idea Haley Joel Osment was such a trash human being. Right? He didn't let people in his house when there was flooding and fires. What a jerk. When that was Joel Osteen. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Mike, yeah. favorite Christmas movie? Uh, I was literally now looking, looking up at a, list. a list of Christmas top 50 you Christmas have movies. To, no, I shouldn't. You and, shouldn't and, have to look at And them. now, and look, as soon as I got to the first one, I'm like, I know exactly what my favorite Christmas movie is. But did you know that apparently... Uh, Harry Potter 1 is considered a Christmas movie. What? That, see, that is the interesting conversation we should be having. We should okay. table Die Hard. Let's have that. I think that... I don't mean us. I mean us as in a society. As a society. As a we society, have... let's table Die Hard and bring in Harry let's Potter. Let's discuss I th- Harry I think, Potter. I think the justification is the exact same. It, it, but, it It's such a small, minor part of the movie that makes... Apparently that makes it a Christmas movie. Let's discuss it. Why, why is it... Why do they consider it a Christmas movie? Well, because like... He, he, it's the first movie. Is he's he doesn't get Christmas gifts or some shit like that, right? It's been a long well, time since I saw the first one, but like, uh, what is it? So it's been a long time since I've seen Philosopher's Stone. It's not just that. Like, yeah, he leaves his his uh, aunt and uncle's house around Christmas time. He okay. gets taken away by Hagrid around Christmas time. But there's then snow there's snow at the castle. That's for yeah. Sure. But he's he's given a gift at one point. There like, is isn't the cloak. That's where he gets the Christmas invisibility gift? cloak. Yeah. Yeah. Hagrid gives him a gift too. I think he does too. He gives him a package yeah. of something. 
So yeah, but like that's such a minor part. I of thought the it movie. was his birth, but, but it's also it's just like it's the whole aesthetic, like it's the whole aesthetic of it, and like it's always snowing at Hogwarts. They always yeah, yeah, stars. Yeah, yeah. No, I know, I totally agree. Yeah. But I think Hagrid it, has I a think big it's beard. The, the same argument for like the Christmas movie takes place during Christmas is you could do that. You could do that for any movie. But to be fair, point. Die Hard, the entire movie takes place over Christmas, whereas right. Harry Potter, it's like I guess like maybe Christmas gets fifteen minutes of screen time yeah. <laughs> in the whole movie. I, I, okay, but it just but, feels but, but, like but Christmas. That, that's then splitting hairs is like, okay, well, Dyer takes place over an evening, whereas Harry Potter takes place over, over an entire a school year. year. Yeah. But does that make the fact that Christmas itself plays such a minor role in both movies that they should be, uh, that uh, they're given yeah. equal weight? I don't think so. Anyway. So you saw that and you, you knew what your favorite Christmas movie was. Yeah, I, I, I immediately knew what it was. Give it to us. Gremlins. Gremlins. <sighs> yeah. It is a great movie funny yeah. at, like action packed yeah uh great story still holds up morals personally yeah. personally still holds up yeah and it's pretty ridiculous and is everything that like kids and adults would want in a movie that's going to keep your attention for christmas yeah mm. that's a good and one. it play christmas plays a heavy yeah. you know a heavy yeah. foot in that movie yeah it's true the the Christmas tree that attacks the, I think it's the mom, no, maybe it's the, the mom, I think. Yeah. It's pretty great. Yeah. The microwave, spoilers, Gremlin explodes in the microwave. It's pretty funny. Yeah. That's a good know. one. Never seen it. The story. You've never seen Gremlins? I've never seen Gremlins oh, or okay. Gremlins 2. We're going to watch it. Gremlins 2. Gremlins 2 is I so good. I love Gremlins 2. Gremlins 2 is better. Why is Gremlins better? 2 better? Gremlins 2 is such a departure from Gremlins 1. It's such a meta. Like, Gremlins 1 was a little meta. A Gremlins, little. Gremlins 2 is entirely meta. Mm. It's yeah. so good. It's also just we a complete. Will, we will watch that. It's a complete change in tone. Because like, they made yeah. Gremlins 1 and it was like kind of silly wacky. But it was also like, it was a little scary. Like if you were a kid watching it. If you it. were really young and you were going into it thinking it was like, hey, this is going to be a fun like, you know, little monster Christmas. Like, you know, like a little like, yeah. you know, elves, elves being mischievous movie. You got a rude awakening. <laughs> but then the second one is full all out comedy like it's such a funny movie and it's like just so insane and weird i loved it it does it i really find that Gremlins 2 especially does spoof so well yeah because like it it's like this famous scene they spoof rambo they don't really call too much attention to it no and they do it just enough yeah and i think that's what makes like a good movie like when you when you when you obviously do something but you don't call too much attention to yeah. it. You don't uh, Monopoly guy it. Yeah. Remember that from Ace Ventura? No. The Monopoly guy joke? You don't remember that? I haven't seen Ace Ventura since yeah. I was like 11. Okay. That was number yeah. two, I think, though. That was the second one, yeah. 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 A lot of those movies I don't have the okay. drive to go we, back to. Yeah, that's fair. Will you watch Gremlins? It's like Austin Powers. I'm going to watch that again. Yeah. I, I actually just recently watched that. I've never seen any of the Austin Powers movies. That's, you know what? I probably 20, wouldn't like 25 year old Zach doesn't care about Oscar yeah. Powers. It's okay. stupid. This is a different topic. I actually just recently watched watched them. I got it's, it's a mixed bag. Yeah. But mm-hmm. will you watch Gremlins with me? I will watch Gremlins sure, with you. I'll watch Gremlins. Okay. Yeah, it, that's fine. It's my favorite movie. What's your favorite movie? I want to hear your name. Miracle on 34th. You said Miracle on 34th. Yeah. yeah. Don't say Die Hard. Also, oh, sorry. You I know, should can also we just say... classify is Die Hard a Christmas? No, I'm just joking. Um, 
<laughs> uh, can we classify is Nightmare Before Christmas a Christmas movie? Sure. Yeah, it has the Christmas in the name. Yeah, well, but it, it takes place before Christmas twice. Yeah. So yes, I would say yes. Because yeah, that course. I would probably pick that as my favorite. Yeah. Really. Yeah. That's one that I watch every year. I will say I have a soft spot for Last Holiday. Uh, Cameron Diaz, Kate Winslet, Jack Black. But oh, that's just the holiday. Or is it the holiday? Sorry, yeah. the holiday. I've heard that movie is like better than yeah, it should I like be. it. It like it. I yeah. like it. It's great. Jack Black and he's fun well, and Kate Winslet is great. Anything with Jack Black is going to be. Good. And it, you know, what? it's really touching. It's really touching. Yeah. I haven't seen that. Maybe I'll watch it. Yeah, it, it would because I grew up with three sisters and we watched just watched all of the rom coms. Who that is? What? What's that? This is on the list. That Luke doesn't Skywalker? make any sense. This is the, this is twenty three. Star Wars: A New so, Hope. Star is Wars: a, a New Hope is, is a Christmas movie. Did you know, it come out at Christmas? That's probably why. You know what's funny though time. is uh, the first time Steph watched Star Wars was okay. with me at our first Christmas oh, together. It's just because people watch it while they're opening presents and stuff, I guess. Yeah, that was that's uh, weird. That was when we watched Star Wars. Why they, they do always put Star Wars marathons on Christmas Day and like that the, makes whole, sense. that whole weekend because people are just home. Yeah, they always and, like, do. and it's something that you could turn on and, and just watch from any point. Yeah, see, but that's so interesting to me because the movie, even A New Hope, you watched it when you were a kid during Christmas. So now, to you, it's a Christmas movie. It has yeah. see, no elements that, of Christmas that's, in it. That's a better topic. Does that make it a Christmas movie? If it's something that you habitually watch during Christmas, rather than does it have a Christmas element in it? I think that that doesn't count as a christmas movie only because if we hypothetically were sitting down having a conversation on a podcast about our favorite christmas movies if there isn't some criteria then it's just a free-for-all like i can say oh uh uh insidious chapter two is my favorite (laughs) christmas movie because i watched it christmas of 2011 okay so so what i don't disagree with you necessarily but so what we're saying is oh sorry stop what, Christmas shoes Christmas shoes is so sad and I love that movie you're gonna keep playing that because I have is no that, idea a, that is. I thought that was just a song oh no a movie the movie is so good okay I cry every time <laughs> you don't know about Christmas I shoes? don't no idea okay uh, okay so we're we're drawing the we're drawing a firm line in that to be a Christmas movie Christmas must be present in some fashion yeah. in the movie yeah okay so Star Wars New Hope does not count no. It's a galaxy long, far, long, far away guy. Yeah, there's no, ho- there's no Jesus Christ. No, no, in but I, I understand. But let, but let's say that there's Mike, no Christmas. He's as the as reason for the season. <laughs> do, 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 does that make Vader the fucking oh, was the Satan? No. Luke Skywalker is Jesus. The guy with the chains. Obi Wan Kenobi you know the, is God. You know the opposite of Santa. It's uh, Krampus. Krampus. Does that mean Darth Vader Krampus? I guess so. Oh, that'd be great. Anyway. I hate that Krampus movie. That was stupid. I didn't watch it. Yeah. It was dumb. Didn't seem worth it. All right, popular but we're, Christmas we're, movie. So we're saying, like, if you, for, like, years of your of your childhood, would have Star Wars New Hope on while you were, while you were opening presents on Christmas Day, then that doesn't make it a Christmas movie to you. No. Yes, it can be a Christmas movie to you. But if you are going to have a conversation with your friends and you're going to say... It's invalid. You're saying it's... It doesn't count as a a collective Christmas movie. You can't say that it's on the list of best Christmas movies. It can be... But it's something you watch at the holidays. I don't disagree. I just think think it's an interesting topic to be like, do you include movies that are personally 
Well, yeah, Christmas totally. Movies, like, as you can do ones that have Christmas in them. You can have your Christmas movies for sure. Okay. But but don't be bringing that into a conversation. Don't be writing yeah, that in your... No, no, no. Hold up. Don't write that in your list. I don't necessarily disagree, but... Okay. I'm cl- now, that, now that we're clearly established... <laughs> Huh, interesting. Uh, Home Alone 2 is all the way down at 31. Oh, yeah, Home Alone. That's the other one that everyone loves Yeah, you to said watch. Home Alone yeah. earlier, but we kind of skipped over it. Home Alone is Elf, definitely a, a Home Alone, one. Die Hard, Sometimes Miracle on 34th Street, Depends Who It Is, um, Frosty the Snowman. Well, what about like the old classics, like uh, Christmas Story, which I've never seen. I've never seen a Christmas story. Christmas Carol sometimes... Um, oh, that's a pretty ooh, Muppets Christmas Carol. Muppets. I watch that. Every oh, I just year. meant the normal Christmas Carol, but you're talking about Muppets. Muppets Christmas Carol is so good. Yeah, it, it is really good. It is. I, for, I always forget about Muppets Christmas Carol until it's Christmas, and then I'm like, oh, I get to watch Muppets Christmas Carol. It's so interesting, like meeting people and then diving into what what they do around the holidays, and then like, oh, you've never seen, you never watched this movie, you don't do this, like. No, like, I have a totally different life than you. And I'm yeah. like, that's, some things are just so alien to us. Different people's holiday traditions is Scrooge, pretty fun. Scrooge is really good, too, though. Yeah, I haven't... I think I I've think seen I've that seen movie that. in pieces. It, it's a pretty solid movie. Is that what's honest. his name? I think Muppet Christmas Carol is better. Dan but Aykroyd? Scrooge is, is pretty good. Or not Dan Aykroyd, the other Ghostbuster. Yes. Uh, Bill Murray? Bill Murray! Yeah. Jingle All the Way... It's pretty good too. I don't know what that is. Jingle the, all the way. The one with Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's a movie where Ooh. Arnold Schwarzenegger steals and, um, a toy from a, a disparaged person. Does of color. he really? That sounds so Arnold. Sinbad. <laughs> uh, who's the other? Who's like the Hulk Hogan? Who's like the the stepdad in that movie? He uh, Phil Hartman. Oh. oh yeah, and yeah. Uh, and Sinbad, who young both died. young Anakin Skywalker from Phantom Menace is the kid in that movie. No way. Is yeah. he really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I mean, he's got to get parts, right? Yeah. I think that might have even been before Phantom... No, it can't have been. When did Jingle it All the Way come out? It could have been before Phantom Menace. No, it definitely was not. Because Phantom Menace was 99, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, can we just... I didn't realize they were so close together, because it would have been had to be pretty short after yeah. a few, only a few years. All right, all right. Can we just... Uh, I didn't forget Christmas shoes, but we'll go back to that. Can we just take for a moment... Take a moment and... Be, uh, revel in the fact that there is a movie starring Hulk Hogan and it's a Christmas movie and he dresses Gremlins. up as Santa. No, not Gremlins. <laughs> He's in Gremlins. Is he in Gremlins? <laughs> or, is, or is Gremlins 2? I, uh, I think it's Gremlins 2. Well, I they're in a theater in the first one. But they're also, they spoof it in the second they one. They spoof it in the second one, yeah. It might be the second one. Okay, I so I, I it is the second one. I, I couldn't remember the name. The but it's called Santa with Muscles. Okay, I came out in 1996. Okay, it was really? a right to TV movie. Nobody sense. wanted that in the theaters. Nope. Okay, and I remember that movie like I saw it yesterday. I've never even heard of that. Nobody has. Nobody has. Santa with muscles. Santa with muscles. Okay, the premise is this: Hulk Hogan, <laughs> famous, rich, gets hit in the head, gets amnesia, ends up in. A children's orphanage thinks he's Santa. Okay, oh, no. thinks that he has to bring Christmas to these children at the orphanage. 
spoilers if anyone's listening. I'm going to get into the ending. It's okay. Fine. Nobody he, cares about Santa No one cares. Russell's. I know. But just in case, okay? Uh, there are bad men that want to tear down the orphanage. And because there is a diamond mine under the orphanage, okay? <laughs> Maybe not mean? diamonds. It might have been like precious, some sort of precious yeah. gems, whatever. Yeah. Hulk Hogan tries to stop these bad men, whatever, developers, who care, Yeah. Uh, from destroying the orphanage because he thinks he's Santa Claus. Gets at the In the third act, he gets his memories back, realizes he's a rich Hulk Hogan guy, and then still saves them from the bad guys and has this whole redemption arc because he was a total, like, total jerk in the beginning of the movie. And then he learns to be a nice guy through the movie. And then he gets his memories back. And then he still saves the day and saves Christmas and saves the orphanage. And it is great. It's really dumb. <laughs> it's really dumb. It's so good. Oh, that I watched that too many times as a kid. I that it. that totally just gave me like a vivid memory of a of another Christmas movie. Definitely not my top at all, but uh, I forgot it existed. Is uh, Ernest Saves Christmas? Oh uh, yeah. yeah. I oh, wasn't I wasn't an Ernest kid, but I'm I'm familiar for sure. Man, if you're not an Ernest kid, you wouldn't know. Do you ever see Ernest Scared Stupid? The no, Hall- I saw the, the one where he was in jail. Halloween one. And the Halloween- What's that one called? Ernest Goes to Jail? <laughs> yep, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Okay. And then he gets like, he goes in the electric chair, but he lives. It was yeah. so dark, but you don't think about it at the time. Yeah, man. Oh, man. The the Halloween one is actually like legit. I was I was probably pretty young when I, when I first saw it. It's legit like scary for kids. Yeah. Like the monster... It's pretty scary, but like the the like spoilers, uh, it's this beast that lives inside a tree, this like spooky ass tree, and essentially like comes out every you know however long, and will steal kids and turn them into like little wooden dolls that it then leaves on this shelf on in the like in, that's built into the tree. Sorry, what's the so called? Ernest scared stupid. <laughs> what? Yeah, and then he'll leave them on this little shelf that's like built into the tree, and then I think he gets tra- he gets trapped in the tree. I don't think he's in the tree yet. Anyway, in the past he gets trapped in the tree. Oh, it's it's scary. That's like there, weird. there's like weird jump scares where it's like, uh, kids are running, kids are running. They think they think they're free of them, and this one kid's like hiding, and then it like, boom, like out of out of the side of nowhere, just like grabs the kid, and it's like. Rah. It's it honestly is like I was legit scared of that oh. when I was really young. And in the end, he Somebody like just unlocked. In the end, he like he, he defeats it by like dancing with it and show, <laughs> showing it compassion and love. Yeah. Guardians it, of the Galaxy style. Yeah, well, yeah, basically. <laughs> but like, it, that, I legit have like vivid memories of of a kid just being terrified of that movie after I watched it. There was a weird time where like it seemed like they were trying to make kids' movies more scary. Like I think they've been trying to do that for a long time. But no, the, like there's, I think there was a specific time in the eighties. There's some prime examples of yeah. Like uh, the one thing that popped into my head when you were talking about how scary Ernest Scared Stupid is, yeah. which that movie should not be scary, but it is. Uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I was going to bring yeah. Pee Wee. Tell him Large Marge sent you. Yeah. Full circle. That is a Tim Burton movie. Pee Wee is it really is a yeah. Tim Burton movie. Yeah, I can see oh, Tim Burton yeah. directed that movie. I, I can, I, yes, I can that's kind right. of see the, the style. I remember of it. that. Yeah. Yes. 
That guy was like a bad dude, right? He that Pee Wee guy. No, uh, like went to jail or something. No, no he didn't he's know. that was so dumb. C- he, compared to today's standards, the compared to today's standards, nothing at all. Oh, no. okay. He was. <laughs> it's the dumbest thing. Give it to he me. He was caught masturbating <laughs> at a porn theater. That's it. Where everyone else does that, it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's why nobody knows where Paul Rubens is these days. Is that his name? Paul Don't Rubens. even know his name. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's not like really canceled. Like he did, no, but he's he back. Did, now. He did Mystery Men, also a great movie. By he the way. also did. Mystery there was Mystery. Oh, a Mystery Men. Yeah, yeah okay. with Ben Affleck. Yeah, I was going to say, I watched Mystery Men actually not too long ago as well. It's a fantastic movie. That's one of those movies that it's like a spoofy superhero movie, and they're just great. They did it so well, though. They did it it before anybody else. It's really good. At least on, like, film. Oh, it's so good. Can you imagine? Like, that's one of those movies that should have come out in, like, like 2018. Because, like, can you imagine that movie coming out post-Avengers? Yeah. All the act- like you still got all the actors that can still do it. Um, yeah, they should do another one. But I mean, Who's like, the villain? Oh, I can't remember the what villain. if they never made it back then, and the script was sitting on a shelf, right. and then they brought it out? You know, you know what they're gonna do? I, I think, I think Ben Stiller directed. Or I think he, he produced. He might have produced it. He's really. Good I think at he directed it. it. He might have directed. He's it. He's very good at directing. Yeah. Uh, um, have you seen Walter Mitty? Great movie. One of my favorites. Really good feel good movie. It is. You yeah. can tell me about Christmas shoes. Sorry, going back to that, <laughs> but you know what they're gonna do with Mystery Men? They're going to remake it, yeah. and they're going to make an all-female cast. Uh, Ghostbusters style. Or they'll maybe they'll just make a sequel. Like, they made Anchorman 2 how many years later. Yeah, yeah I mean... It never worked. Will Mystery, never wanted Mystery, to do There's that. a longer gap between Mystery and yeah. But they could... I'm trying to remember... I can't think of the actor's name. He's really famous. He played the villain in Mystery Men. I haven't seen it in a long time. It's, it's not Christopher Walking. It's, um... It's going to bother me. I'll look it up. He has a very distinct cadence to I'm his gonna look it up well. while Russell tells you about Christmas shoes. Yeah. Okay. Because I already Christmas know shoes. about Christmas shoes. Christmas shoes is probably one of the saddest stories they have ever made. Well, I mean I can't say that because it's not really that sad compared to what they have out there these days. But essentially there's this little kid and his mom is dying from cancer. And she wants a new or he wants to get her a new pair of shoes for Christmas. And so he essentially tries to work up the money to get his mom a pair of shoes. The premise sounds familiar to me, but I haven't seen the movie. Well, it's a country song, right? Essentially, yeah. But yeah. there is a, a country song called Christmas Shoes. Yes, isn't there? there is. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I, I might have heard the song um, before then. Is it probably sound, like is a Sarah McLaughlin thing. I don't know. I don't know. I think she's done it for sure. She's sung it. But it might might not be the original. Anyways, so, and then the kid gets the shoes just in time for Christmas, and then the mom dies with the shoes on. Or, I think maybe he doesn't get the shoes. He gets the shoes, but whether she dies before the shoes or not, I can't remember. But I think to make it a heartwarming movie, I got you. Yeah. she gets the shoes. Okay. Yeah, that sounds sad, but... It's very touching. It's very touch. I, I cry whenever I hear the song. Is, it an, cry. Old, is that an older movie or like... Like a, a 90s movie, I think. Okay. I gotta find um, this. Yeah, so, let's get the details on that. Casanova Frankenstein yes. was the villain in Mystery Men, played by Jeffrey Rush. Jeffrey Rush, that's yeah. who. Uh, Captain uh, Barbados. Yeah, from, I uh, don't know why. I, I, had, I, had, I had trouble yeah, putting it to But look up Christmas Shoes, because I want to know when that is. 
Christmas it was, shoes. I've the movie so many times. I've ever, like my grandma used to love that movie. We would watch okay, it. Okay, yes. Yeah, I think Rob Lowe. Rob is Lowe. In it. Yeah. yeah, you know it's going to be tearjerker <laughs> when Rob Lowe's in it. Yeah, uh, it has. Except uh, for that movie he did called. Uh, what's it? he? He did a movie on Netflix like a year ago. He came out like last Christmas, and he it was it's like a Hallmark esque movie where he is like a bush pilot in Africa and this lady leaves the big city, divorces her husband and goes to Africa and then falls in love with Rob Lowe. It's like stupid movie. Sorry, carry on. Uh, what was I carrying on with? What did you want to know? I just last Christmas, when did it come out? Oh, uh, <laughs> you mean Christmas shoes? Dang it! We're <laughs> saying Christmas so many times today. Yeah. I mean, just uh, the season. Have you seen, by the way, Last Christmas? Which one's Last Christmas? That came out... Two years ago. Is that a movie? We're, we're going to talk about it. It was on the list, but I, I kind of skipped back because I hadn't seen it. Ugh. Oh, is that is that the comedy one with Seth Rogen? No. Oh. No. Uh, that That's, was uh, the, the, night, the Night? The Night Before. Oh, The Night Before, yeah. I have not watched that yet. But Christmas Shoes came out in 2002. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Early 2000s. Uh, when did the song come out? That's what I'm curious about is which one came yeah. first. But um, the song came out in 2000. There's also that other movie that they made, uh, Office Christmas Party. Oh Trash. yeah, I remember. Trash. That. Yeah, I waited because it looked pretty bad. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> we got to get off of Christmas movies, but I know Last Christmas was. I it came you, out. I gave you my heart. Okay, <laughs> it's gonna be the stuck very in, next day. It's gonna be stuck in your head now. So <laughs> you take it away. The this year premise of the movie is Amelia Clark, uh, famous for mm, Daenerys Targaryen. I think I remember this one. Uh, works at a kitschy little Christmas shop. Mm-hmm. And this guy walks in, and he's all—he's not mysterious, but he's—he's he's like, like the male equivalent of a manic pixie dream girl. Like he's just like super bubbly and like, yeah, yeah. like the perfect man. All this stuff they like, and he teaches her to be less grumpy around the Up, holidays. Uptight. I remember yeah, yeah. that. Permission to spoil this movie. Go ahead. So spoilers. I'm never going to see it. Spoilers. So the first of all, the entire movie, the soundtrack is George Michael songs and of course. George Michael's the one that's saying "Last Christmas." Of course. But they never play the song "Last Christmas" because the twist at the end of the movie. She's dying. The guy that is George Michael. No, the guy is a figment of her imagination. What? Because. She was in a car accident a few years ago. Or no, last year. She was in a car accident. And last Christmas, oh. he gave her his heart. heart she transplant. got a heart transplant from oh. this guy. <laughs> when that I was is... in the movie theater and they they did that twist, I was so mad. Because like... I called it so fast. I hate I hate that twist in movies where it's like, this person wasn't real the whole time. Fight Club did it, and nobody else should have ever done it. Because it's because will, it's so obvious right away. No I was, was going to ask, like, how was the reveal? But you kind of answered it. So, But it's like no yeah. other characters are interacting with this guy from the get-go. Right. Like nobody's acknowledging him. And then they're doing the super obvious thing of like, where were you? Oh, I was talking to this guy. What guy? doesn't matter yeah yeah it does you're falling in love with this guy and you're just gonna give no details to the people that are closest to you yeah i can understand that i if if they did it the wrong way in the movie i can see why that was was very it was rough 
cliche and very um what's the word stereotypical i can see what you're getting at but i can't i can't say that they can never do that i'm sure that there's other examples but i i I think like i mean joker they did it so well in joker yeah yeah uh, as a screenplay, his girlfriend. He made the whole thing up. Oh, great! Right. Yeah, that's right. That was so good, that. so well done. Yeah. yeah, on paper, I bet the screenplay for that movie was an interesting premise, but it just didn't. Yeah. It did not come together. That's like uh, what's the movie Seven Pounds with Will Smith when he gives all his organs away? At yeah, the end? that movie's great. I love that movie. Yeah, um, some people don't like it, which I don't get, but. It's the same thing where it's like, oh, you you know, transplant. Yeah. You can sense the other person in that organ or whatever it is. Yeah. Anyway, are we, are we, are we done with Christmas? We can be I want to talk about the transplant thing because oh, okay. I think that's okay. really interesting. Okay, yeah. Well, that's more as, real. As long as you're not going to tie it back to Christmas. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> also, can I just say... The movie Skyscraper with Dwayne The Rock Johnson is essentially just Die Hard 5. Have you seen it, though? It's tra- it's not good. Did you watch it? Yeah, no, it's not good. Okay. I haven't watched it yet. Is that the one where he only has one leg? Yes. yes. Yeah. It's He's got one leg. He's stuck in the building. I'm pretty sure it's at Christmas time. Uh, probably was a no. And there's, like, guys that are hunting him and his family down in the building. I'm yeah. like, okay, sure, whatever. Yeah. It's yeah, just Die Hard. Just die with a different act, New, yeah. newer explosions and less yeah. limbs. Yeah, <laughs> and no uh, Alan Rickman. Oh, oh Alan man, Rickman. Alan Rickman's so good. Yeah, did he? Die? He didn't die. Uh, yet, did he? Honestly, he, he was the best. Player. Alan Rickman's dead. He's, yeah, he died like five years ago or something. Yeah. What? It was a while ago. No, I feel like I remember that, but I just I tried not to remember yeah. it. Yeah, try to block that out. Yeah, yeah. he, he really sucks. was the best part of that movie. Yeah. Like, Do you know why he died? The rest of the movie's not very good. Because uh, he wasn't that old? No, I I don't remember how he died. It wasn't like drugs or alcohol or anything. And it wasn't, I don't think it was something like crazy tragic. None of those British accident. actors are going to go out that way. No. They have way too, too much classy. respect. Like the oh, no, he was sure. old. Was he? He, he, 70, was, he was pretty old by the by that point. He, he was. was born in 1946. Oh, my goodness. So he would have been in his 70s. Yeah. Okay, let me ask you this. What's the he, best Alan Rickman movie? I don't. I don't know all of his movies. So I, yeah. I, I can think of three Alan Rickman movies outside of Harry Potter. What do people know him for? Die Hard. Die Hard. Galaxy Quest. Yeah. Those are the three that I can. I think watched of. Galaxy Quest again not too long ago. Such a. But that's movie. even Galaxy Quest and Harry Potter. Like that's when he was past his prime acting years. I would argue that. that no, not that he's still not that he's that a was, bad. Actor. That was still his prime. Not that he is a bad actor at all. No. But he wasn't like it wasn't his like he wasn't some up and comer right. He was. He'd well, already he, been acting for yeah, years. That that's when your prime is when you're right. when you're already right, right, right. established. But why? Like what? What? What do? What do we know him from? Like before Harry Potter, why? Why should we know about Alan Rickman? Uh-huh. I'm curious. Are you looking it up? I'm looking at his IMDb. Uh, he was okay. in uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights. I forgot he was in that. <laughs> he was. Yeah, that's, that's a movie true. I should watch. That's a great movie too. Yeah. I remember that. Oh, he's. Oh my God. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. He plays uh, the robot. That yeah, was right. so good. Yeah, that's right. I love that movie. That's a the good movie. The book's better. Read it. I haven't read the book. I got a copy. But I. You can have it. Yeah, uh, I would actually like to borrow uh, that. Right there. It's all the novels in one. Oh my God, that is huge. Yeah, I read it over like a couple weeks. It was nuts. Yeah. That's a huge book. Shout out to Chris Taylor. He gave me that book for Christmas Chris or my Taylor. birthday one year. I read the whole thing. Let's have him on the podcast. 
I'm, he lives in Kamloops. So he's not, coming, he's not coming anytime soon. No. <laughs> Unless we go and get him. I just remembered my mom was in the Denver airport and I forgot to ask her about it. You guys know about the conspiracy behind the Denver airport? No. You know so many conspiracy theories. Tell them. Uh, Tell yeah. me all of them. The The Denver airport is like theorized to be a hub for the Illuminati. Really? And it's like some people believe that there's like a really vast uh, network of tunnels underneath the Denver airport <laughs> that like lead around and like, yeah. Like uh, like catacomb style or yeah oh that's but so like cool. it's it's such a big thing that the Denver airport actually uses it in its advertisements like they do like these cheeky little like a picture of a guy in a hard hat and the hard what? hat has the Illuminati symbol yeah, why, why would you not right yeah it's it's great it's free marketing how did they come up with Denver airport for that I don't it, know what the origins of like, it are I think it's like they needed a tourist thing. I, like, hey, I, I, Denver I is just Denver, so let's make it Illuminati. Oh, but the other thing it is is uh, Freemasons. It was built by Freemasons. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, it has to do with the construction. That's and, to- that makes sense. And Freemasons, people theorize that they either are the Illuminati or are heavily are involved. Part, yeah. yeah. Which I could see. Yeah. And there's like there's like weird gargoyles around the entire Denver airport. Oh, there's I'm sure. Something about that. They love the oh this it's architecture. The symbolism. Means this yeah. this is a phallic symbol to a the sun god. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. George George Washington worships this sun god. Whatever. It's like, pretty interesting though. Like you you should look up the Denver airport because there's some <laughs> cool cool conspiracy theories. I'm intrigued. When you started that segue, I thought you were gonna be like, "Oh, my mom's in the Denver airport. I forgot her there." <laughs> I was gonna be I like, to go pick her up. I was gonna be like, "Oh shit." <laughs> I gotta drive to Denver. She had a layover and I come back from New York and stuck there. (laughs) Oh, Terminal style. Man, that's that's a good movie. movie. I always forget about Terminal. Everyone forgets about half the movies Tom Hanks does. Yeah, yeah, the Terminal. That's probably, I think that's one of my favorite movies to watch for Tom Hanks. Yeah. It's not not one of his best movies, but it's one of my favorite ones to watch. Yeah. Stanley Stucci. Stanley Stucci. me. me. Stanley Tucci is just great. He did, he just got an award for something. Probably. Yeah, yeah he deserves it. He was in uh, a movie that I hadn't seen for a really long time. I ignored Devil it because I thought it was going to be dumb. Was he in Devil Wears Prada? I think so. He was in uh, Easy A. You know that movie? Emma, Emma Stone. Stone. Yeah. yeah. She, he plays Emma Stone's dad, and he's so funny in that movie. I remember that scene where he was. they were trying to decide what movie to watch, and it was between Anne Bolin and, or the other... Ah, what was the it? The other Boleyn girl? The other Boleyn girl. So, yeah. And something else. And it was, it was a super funny scene. I yeah. don't remember it. But he's he's really funny in that movie. That movie's actually better. People, than go watch Easy A. Go yeah. watch anything with Stanley Tucci in it. Yeah. Oh, on that note, watch the new movie just on Netflix called Worth about the 9-11, uh, uh, like the, the insurance bailout by 9-11, after 9-11, uh, starring... Why am I blanking on this? I don't uh, know. Batman. Uh, Christian Bale? No, the other one. Michael Keaton? Yep, no, the other one. No, sorry, Michael Keaton, yes. Val Kilmer? No, 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 George Michael Keaton. <laughs> Robert Pattinson. Uh, Michael Keaton and Adam West. Stanley Adam West. <laughs> oh, man. Kevin Costner. No, I almost said Kevin, Kevin Costner. Con- Kevin Conroy? <laughs> Kevin Costner is great. Okay. Yellowstone. Kevin Conroy anyway, would sorry. be amazing. Going back to what was I just was saying, the oh, movie no. Worth, 9-11, oh, yeah, okay. Michael Keaton, Stanley Tucci, amazing movie. Have you guys heard about the 9-11 pants thing? Is this a conspiracy thing? N- no. 
Because I don't like conspiracy it's, theories about 9 11. Because I think. <laughs> no, 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 no. Me neither. Me neither. I don't. I'm, I'm, those are, most of them are stupid. I know that I've been outed as a conspiracy theory guy. The 9 11 thing, I'm not on board with. <laughs> Jet fuel most certainly can melt steel beams. This has yeah. been proven. But the 9 11 genes thing is really funny. Okay, and then this? we should do the thing that you talked about last week to, to close it out. I don't remember. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'll refresh okay. your memory. Yep. Okay. So. Apparently, there was a photo taken right after 9-11 of a fire truck full of jeans. Okay. And I... Denim, we're talking. Yes. Okay. So what do you mean? When you say full of jeans, what does that mean? I mean full of jeans. How do you you fill a fire truck full of jeans? You take as many jeans as you can and you put them inside the fire truck. In the cab, you mean? No, like in the back. Well, like the, where the, the back is? the back is just like oh machinery, yeah. Machinery. I I haven't seen the photo, but well, we're gonna find this, it. This is what was okay. How it was explained okay. to me. There was a fire truck full of jeans, and somebody took a picture of it. Um, underneath the World Trade Center, there was like businesses underground. Yeah, yeah. One of those businesses was a Gap. Um, and so this guy wrote a book about how at nine eleven. The first tower got hit, and then the fire trucks were called, and the firefighters went there. And apparently, they, this guy, what he posited, is that the firefighters used the chaos of the one tower blowing up before they like re- recognized the gravity of the situation to go looting. The firemen did? Yeah, this guy wrote a book accusing... accusing Firemen who responded to 9-11 of looting before the second tower got hit. That's the dumbest thing I've Isn't ever heard. Isn't that awful? Wow. I'm assuming it's not real. No, it's it's not true. Like, it's not true. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they didn't go and steal jeans no. while in the middle of 9-11. The picture might not even be real. It might have been like a doctor thing that, him, that he came up with. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah. It's whole like clip yeah. art of jeans just like dragged <laughs> hanging off the side. I mean, it was 2001. It might yeah. have very well been done in Microsoft Paint. Wow. That's fair. That's fair. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. I mean, sad but, and stupid, but also know. funny. Yeah. yeah. I can't find it anywhere in Google Images. Yeah, so. it might not even be a real picture, but I'll I'll try and find it later and yeah. send it to send, you guys. send it to me if you have it. But uh, okay, so not a conspiracy theory, but like some an in- interesting factoid about like society that I learned okay. is, is that did you know in London a hmm. hundred and thirty ton blockage in their sewer system? What that weighs as much as eleven double decker buses. Now, this blockage completely blocking their sewer system in this in this one area is entirely comprised of cooking fat, wet wipes, and sanitary products. Oh, and no. it it hardens Gross. to the point of it actually becoming solid rock. That's disturbing. That's awful. And this isn't the first time it's happened. Okay, but whose fault is that? Is that people that... Because A, people are not flushing the stuff that is supposed to be flushing. Clearly. B, well, it, the, the real problem is the cooking fat. Because that yeah. that's what causes... Oh, sorry, cooking fat? Co- cooking fat is like the key ingredient... It's the to, glue. To keeping it all together. Yeah. <laughs> to keeping it all together. <laughs> that's gnarly. Yeah. So people are just pouring cooking fat down the drain all the time. Well, I mean, 
a lot of people do, but like it's so bad there in some areas though that Ugh. it has caused this blockage, which is just outrageous. Uh, they've had other blockages in other places before. Um, one was like a 15 ton one. Oh, and that's 130 tons. 130 tons is insane. They, they have been clearing it since they discovered it, and it, they're clearing it about 20 tons a day. Okay, but l- why don't they clear it before it blocks the pipe? Uh, because it can happen in different locations that they don't necessarily monitor. Okay. In rotation. Like, I mean, I have we have no idea how the sewer once, system once, works once, over there. Once it starts to build up, it's it's very rapid. If anyone out there knows yeah, of someone sense. who is an expert in the London sewer systems, have us contact have them contact us so we can have them on the show. <laughs> yeah. I would love to talk to them. It just that would it, probably it be an blew easy my get. it blew my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I that's mean, crazy. you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Just somebody who knows a lot about it, like Go on to Reddit. You'll have somebody in ten minutes. Yeah, you're, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Man, we could just go on Reddit and find people for years. Yeah, hundred percent. These blockages caused by wet wipes and cooking fat occur at roughly eight a week. Oh, what? And cost approximately one point three million dollars removing them. I feel like you'd have to. They have to like drill them. Yeah, they do. Right? They, they have, have to. They, like... ha- they have to use machinery and and a lot of manpower because you can't get necessarily in in that sp- in those spaces yeah. a lot of, like a lot of heavy duty equipment. So you know what it is. They should yeah. make it. You know when you like get gallstones, they they shoot a laser into you <laughs> and they break your gallstones yeah. up, and then you like pee them out. Yeah, it's like that. They yeah. should do that. They should shoot it. Shoot the wet wipes with a laser, and then like break them down. This is why we got to have somebody on the podcast that knows about it, yes. so that we can tell them, <coughs> yeah, to tell the people, right? <laughs> Honestly, I would not be surprised if they were working on that on a laser, on a laser. <laughs> so they use, uh, they they have to use high powered hoses to basically break it apart, okay, to basically like loosen the fat, and then it kind of they can sluice it out, <laughs> and then they and then they just take what they have and they have to transport it elsewhere to be recycled. Was this the thing that you wanted to talk about two weeks ago? No. And that was like, it was actually more like four weeks ago. <laughs> but this is something that somebody else turned me on to and he's like, hey, don't forget to talk about this. I'm that's like, interesting. I won't because that's a great that's story. That's wild. Isn't that crazy? I feel so bad for those sanitation eight, workers. Yeah, that sucks. eight times a week. Because all people have to do is not put their fat down the sink and those guys and would not... And not flush wet wipes. Like they could save billions... Probably billions after. Well, yeah, one point three a year. One point three million a year. You could save literally save millions if you just don't dump what you're not supposed to. And you got to think that's that's city funds. That's not even like government funds. Your city is spending that much just to clean up. It's your tax dollars. Yeah, because you don't want to put it in a separate jar. Oh, sorry, sorry, I I misquoted. Oh, okay. One point three million a month. Oh a my God. month? They have eight, on average, eight a week, and in a month they spend that money. Good gravy! I, I, did, I, did, I didn't finish reading. <laughs> I, oh, thought, I, thought, wow. I thought 1.3 million a year. That's that's a lot of money. No, 1.3 a month. Yeah. That's nuts. I'm sorry. That is just insane. It is People insane. don't flush things you're not supposed to flush. It's not that hard. But I was sitting in traffic last week. And I was sitting on Gladwin Road, and it took me, like, half an hour to get down this, like, a kilometer down the road, because the traffic is terrible there. Because of the flooding, detouring, and there's doing construction there at the same time, it was just a mess. Anyways, I was behind this truck, and this truck had this little bumper sticker in his window, and it said, it's called, 
it said be more society and it was b-e-m-o-r-r and i'm like i sat behind this truck for so long that i got curious as to what his bumper (laughs) sticker was about so i googled it and it's actually a local abbotsford uh non-profit organization focusing on mental health and suicide awareness oh yeah you were talking about that a couple weeks ago well i think that was the intro uh, yeah, I, I hadn't. Eight weeks I haven't found this website yet, but I found it, and it was. They basically uh, started after a guy that committed suicide in 2013, like from like a local guy, and then they that family started a comp- uh, a nonprofit for to help. Wow. People to. That's awesome. For like suicide prevention and awareness, I thought that was crazy. So I like signed up for the newsletter, and like I read the whole website and everything. So. If anybody is listening, check out their website, sign up for their newsletter, bemoresociety.ca, uh, M-O-R-R. But I think they okay. do a lot of, like, counseling and therapy and... Like, yeah. Because pro- like, okay. they do events. Um, okay, I gotcha. They do Wandering Warriors Hike for Mental Health, um, Hawaiian Shirt Gal... I'm just on the website right yeah. now. But, uh, well, that's cool. I mean, fundraisers and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. and it gives you like you know links to counseling and therapy and yeah. stuff like that. And it's just a really good uh, local non for profit that actually cares about people. Yeah, that's a worthy cause. Yeah, that's, that's definitely great. worth worth promoting. It's the first. There's also a donate uh, function, so feel free yeah. to donate if anyone is interested. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just it was really cool because I I was like, oh, this is probably just some like. You know, four by four guy thing or something. You know, like the four by four association stickers you see everywhere. Yeah. I'm like, ah, it's probably nothing. And then I googled it, and I'm like, what? Yeah, this is actually life changing stuff. Yeah. And so, if anyone is listening that knows anybody that's a part of that, thank you. Yeah, I'm glad that somebody is doing something. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. The lesson in uh, in bumper stickers. Bumper yeah. stickers. I yeah. always yeah. ignore bumper stickers. It's yeah. a lesson yeah. in hey, you know what? The little things matter, and yeah. you know, just yeah. take the initiative and do something. Yeah. Hey, I will tell you how your driving is. They have there's a podcast. A po- Whoa! I just saw on their website. There's a podcast. We can have them on our. We can have them on. Okay. I actually thought about it. I did. Duly, duly uh, noted. That's good. I think we need some more guests, but. I think we need to have an audience first. <laughs> <laughs> no, that doesn't matter. Guests are what matters. Audience will come later. As soon as we put this thing online, everyone will love it. It's going to blow up. I'm going to tell you guys about this because I found this when I was laying in bed last night after playing D&D with you guys. I went home and found out about this. Great game. Uh, so it was an Indiegogo campaign okay. uh, that closed uh, five days ago yesterday. Ooh, so six days ago now. Got so I just missed it. And it's 100% something I would have give, given towards... Not as worthy as the cause that uh, you just brought so, up. I, I mean, mine's best. Their goal was anything over twenty thousand. Like twenty thousand was their stretch goal. Okay. Uh, they raised one hundred and forty-three thousand dollars. Okay. What is this? Spider-Man Lotus. Uh, it's a fan film, a Spider-Man fan film, like a low-budget thing. Uh, like the directors are nobody, the actors are nobody, and they wrote this script. Uh, I'll just read the synopsis. Uh, following the tragic death of his former girlfriend, Gwen Stacy, oh. seemingly caused by his own attempt to save her, Peter Parker lingers in the guilt of the past, questioning whether the curse of his alter ego should be buried for good. When he's met by the news that a terminally ill child has requested to meet Spider Man, 
Peter contemplates his decision. Sorry, Peter com- contemplates the decision to comfort him in his final days. So it's like a really dark, really emotional uh, take on Spider-Man that actually looks really good for being a fan film. There's a trailer out now. It, it, does it say when when it's being released? Uh, next year. I think it's like summer of next year. Wow. That's, that actually sounds pretty good. Yeah, it looks pretty crazy. And like the trailer looks good. There's like shots of him swinging that look like pretty good for $20,000. Yeah, wow. Uh, yeah, it, it looks really good, and if the Indiegogo is still going, I would say contribute to it, but it's not, so I will just say, when it comes out, pay to see it, because there's no way, he's not going to make any money on it, because Clearly not. he can't, like, legally he can't make any money, so. On an Indiegogo? Well, no, because it's not, like, he doesn't own Spider-Man, so he can't accept any money. But he can accept the money that people raised for him. He, he to make the movie, that's it. He can't make money on the movie. I guess that okay. He walk can't me prof- how that works. He can't profit off of somebody else's intellectual property. Sony and Marvel own the rights to Spider-Man right. as a character, so he can't. You just anybody can't go out and make a Spider-Man movie and make a ton of money. Of course, but how can he do it? Because he's not making he, money. He, he's only getting money to cover the cost of making yeah. the movie. But you can still make a movie even though you don't own the rights to it. I believe that's how it works. I was trying to dig into like the legality of it. He hasn't done like any interviews that I could find about why he's well, able to I, make I th- it. I think if it, because if you're not making a profit or trying to make a profit, I think you can claim fair use. Yeah, like if he was just to upload it to YouTube for free for anybody to watch, that's probably fine, right? Until you try to monetize it, yes. Which you can't. But as you, soon as he makes money off it on YouTube, yeah. Well, you but would, you would have to put ads yeah, on it, and you, you can unclick that button. Yeah, you, you wouldn't be able to monetize. Yeah, but he still it doesn't matter if there's ads or not. It, once he search, reaches a certain threshold, he makes money off of it. No, if, no. It's, if it's not monetized, no. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to monetize your stuff on YouTube. Yeah, you, YouTube can be like you get no money for that. It doesn't matter how many. Okay, it's to protect them and protect artists. I no, I understand people, the YouTube but, thing, yeah. but so he just chooses. He tells YouTube, "Don't give me money for this." He could well because he can't ask for it. Yeah, but uh, that's not how YouTube works. YouTube just, once you reach a certain level of views, you just start making money. Yes, 100%. Uh, if it's not monetized, the money doesn't go to him. The money will go to YouTube, I yeah. think. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay. But, I mean, he might not be putting it up on YouTube. I don't know how he's distributing it or anything. I, th- oh, But there, it Vimeo, says on the Indiegogo Vimeo, that he's Vimeo, selling Blu-rays. Vimeo, maybe. Yeah, if he's selling Blu-rays, then how... Yeah, is, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's a copyright there, there's, issue. There's probably some fair use where... Yeah, yeah, that's got to be a copyright issue. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious about how he's able to make it and how, like, how all that works. Because it's... Oh, the film will be released on the director's official YouTube channel. Right. Sometime in 2022. That's very interesting. Okay, so, well, if it's available for free and then you're selling Blu-rays, I guess you couldn't sell the Blu-rays for more than what the Blu-ray cost. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. that's such a technically well because it's, well because it's free anyway on YouTube. Right? No, I know, so, but who's gonna audit all of that stuff and be like, oh, you? Only- but, well, no, because you, you can show like our receipts show that we're only charging. Let's say seven ninety seven. Where I saw the Blu-rays was it was in the perks thing, yeah. like like when you know how when you contribute to a Kickstarter and Indiegogo, yeah, you, you get, get like perks. prizes. Yeah, or same whatever. as Kickstarter. Yeah. So that was where it came from. So it's probably just that cost 
to ship the Blu-ray out is built into the budget of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at, at that point, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So then technically, that Blu-ray was distributed as part of the budget to make the... Th- I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know you, how you'd have, movies, you, but... you'd have to be able to show where the money's going. Yeah. And that and that you haven't made anything. Yeah. Okay. But that watch the trailer. Okay. It looks really good. And I mean support this guy somehow because I think that's pretty cool that he had the balls to just make a Spider Man movie. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Well, all right, I'll give yeah. it to you. Mike, Mike, you got anything? We'll talk to you guys next time on the modern rustic podcast <laughs> and next time you will have a piece of media to promote yes you, you just threw it like i know minutes ago. i should have texted you <laughs> you told me in the car i could have told you in the that's car. true we could have told you at a time that kind of straddles genres on sale right now on steam there's a great game called battle chasers night war it's a lot of fun check it out and that game won't be on sale anymore by the time this airs. uh if you wait long enough it's an older game it'll be on sale but still it's <laughs> a cool. year from now uh, great we did all right. it is that it we're done all right. We did it. Good night, everybody. Good night.